Jesus. Mm. Okay. Oh, we live. Let's go. Welcome to Free Smoke, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to get this party started. We got a little something ready for y'all. There's going to be another uh, very inspirational and motivational conversation around entrepreneurship. So uh, as you come in, let us know where you're from. Yo, you want to rap a little bit? You got a little bar for us? <laughs> no. A little bit. <laughs> no. You got a little something on you. <laughs> a little something. No? You never know. Somebody going to be watching. It's like, yo, I need to sign her. She's an entrepreneur and she rapping. Oh, my God. Mm-mm. I can't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my boss went away. Oh, man. Well, we about to get this thing started in just a little bit. Hey, I want to let you know that uh, we are uh, fresh into the new year. And I hope you haven't lost your motivation. Okay. Nelly, you lost your motivation yet? Are you sure? I'm positive. You should have saw my computer probably was smoking and sending smoke signals today because I was working. You going crazy? I'm going crazy. I like that. I like that. Um, Who else? Let me go back to the angle with Nella. All right, Kenny, we can see you. (laughs) Give me the uh, give give him the mic, man. I know you had big plans 2024. (laughs) I just want to know how it's going, man. Yeah, 24 is going smooth, man. We're taking over the digital industry right here. We're producing multiple shows, making sure these business owners, creators get that exposure that they need online, which is super dope, right? And now that everybody's outside, it's time to do events left and right. That's a fact. So we got a lot of events, and for those who need that good old automation, software game is killing it. Yeah. Dave know he got that software play. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> how, can, how can people uh, work with you? Yes, sir. So make sure y'all follow me at who is Kenny V. You can find me on all social platforms even music i'm a recording artist who is kenny v if you want to follow i'm a recording artist that's how it all started international recording artist man i got music all over the world let me hear some can i hear some bars (laughs) yeah man can we we hear some bars can we turn it we need to turn the beat up a little bit somebody gotta hear some kenny let's do it hey let's go let's go look man we at the social proof i'm the one not the two (laughs) we doing what now we in the Ooh, hey. never lie, man. I spit the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we just playing now. If y'all want to check out the real music, who is Kenny V? There's a lot of heat out there. So let's have fun out there. Yo, it's all about content creation, digital marketing. I'm a big dreamer. I truly profit off my passion. So that's what we do. I love all it. Right? Good I love stuff. It. Good stuff. But we got Zoe back here. Can Zoe get on the camera too? Yeah, what up, man? <laughs> 2024 is upon let's us. Go. You can just sit, just sit here real quick. Let's go. Yeah, give him some air time. Give him some air time. Right. There we go. What's, up? What's, What's the word, man? You? What's up with you? What's the What's, word? Come on, up? like 2023. I'm sure you had big plans about 2024. Mm-hmm. Are we still inspired? Man, you just got to believe in yourself, honestly. If you don't believe in yourself, then you won't do anything possible. So the goal for this year is just, of course, to get the channel to a million. No, we will get the channel to a million subscribers. And uh, yeah, just continue to elevate and grow. That's it, man. I'm off. I'm behind this. Are you still inspired? I am, I am, of course. Do you still? Do you still? Hold on, I ain't hot seat you right The feeling that you had at the end of 2023 about mm-hmm. all the things you're going to accomplish, have you felt any discouragement? No, nah, no, nah, I think with 2024, man, I'm just going to accomplish everything that I made on my, my list. Mm-hmm. And that's just because I have a plan. You know, I wrote it down. 
Um, I got a strategy with doing that, and I'm just going to execute it. In 2023, I was just doing everything very sporadic, but 2024, I got a plan. I got the right people around me. And um, most importantly, I, I believe it in my mind. So if you have it in your mind, you can you can do anything. I love it. That's, That's it. a fact. That's it. That's a right. fact. I'm behind the scenes. Okay, okay. Uh, J-Star, what's up, man? 2024 is here. How you what's, feeling? What's happening, Dave? I'm good, man. I am... I'm good. I oh oh they can't see me. Let the people see you, brother. All right, what's happening, people? Beautiful people. I am J Star. Um, Free smoke intro is coming shortly. You know, so stay tuned to that. Uh, moved out here from Baltimore to pursue this music, to pursue this acting, and just oh yeah, I'm inspired, man. I think being around David, being around this this energy, you you can't help but not to be inspired. You know, so just adding value so I can get in some rooms and. Show who I am and, and do my thing. Good, good. All right, all right. Well, I, I guess this is a good time, man. We got a, uh, we got a, we got an intro for Free Smoke, written by J Star. He about to perform it. It ain't that long, but, but uh, yeah. Let's 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 hear let's hear the intro. And all right, so you do the intro, and then we'll talk about our conversation. <laughs> all right, go for it. Let's do it. Small talk, your big plans coming up short. I call it how I see it, don't get mad at me. In a room full of witnesses, where I'd rather be. You know they gonna hate, we just let them be. When you got this social proof, they can't deny receipts. Why talk when your actions speak? They want smoke, we get that for free. Running back one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time. Hey. Running right back, real quick, real quick. We get that. Time for this small talk. Your big plans coming up short. I call it how I see it. Don't get mad at me. In a room full of witnesses, where I'd rather be. You know they gonna hate. We just let them be. When you got this social proof, they can't deny receipts. Why talk when your actions speak? They want smoke. We get that for free. Okay. Alright, Bakari. What you, what you think? I like that. You like we it? We get that for free. All right. So, yeah. so he, he played it for me yesterday. Was it yesterday or day for yesterday? Two days ago. And he played it. I listened to it. I was like, uh, okay, run it back, run it back. I was like, okay, that's good. Because obviously we had to beat for a while. And I was like, eh, I think you do better. <laughs> I said, I think you could do better. Uh, not that it was bad, but it didn't, it didn't like... It wow me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, J Star, man, I feel like you got, I think you got more. You know what I mean? And, That's how he came back? Huh? That's how he came no, back? No, that was the one I said was all oh, right. Oh, okay. That's cool. What you think? Yeah, free. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that I part. Do, That's hard. I do, I do like that part. Yeah. See, Kenny, you're an artist. What you think? <laughs> I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So I wasn't. I I think it was better. And hey, man, there was times where Kanye get a get a verse from a big rapper, and he like, nah, that ain't it. Redo that. Yep. So I think. Do you think you can do better? Yeah. Grab the mic. Do you think you can do better? 
I feel like I feel like you probably always feel like you can do better, yeah. right? Like I mean, as an artist, I, as I listen back to it, I'm listening like if I could take out some bars, what would I take out? So I probably already know what you're thinking. Like, all right, he probably could have substituted that for that or something else. So that's what I'm working on now. So you wanted to fill it out, get the people. I don't know if I would edit it. I'll just make another verse. So you want to make a whole nut? No- I don't know. This this is your art, of no. course. It's your art. Yeah, so, but, but this I'm your show saying, though. But huh? this your show. You know what I'm saying? Like when it come on, I want you to be proud of it. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Sure. So if we ain't dead, then I got work to do, and I'm cool with that. There it is. I ain't mad at this. Let's see what this people talking about though. Yeah, hey somebody. <laughs> you got a super. Somebody did drop a five dollar super chat. Yeah. <laughs> somebody dropped the, <laughs> the five dollars. Okay. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Okay. That's the proof. Good, good. Okay. Um, well, yeah, redo it and then, you know, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I want to be, be moved. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, throw it in the chat, man. Throw, throw, scale, scale of one to five, five, like that joint is just a cooker all, over, all around. One, you didn't like it at all. Um, and then let's do the, the in-betweens, one through five. Somebody throw it in the chat. Um, and while you're doing that, now it's time for my monologue. Every week I have a little monologue, and I want to teach y'all something about entrepreneurship before we get into this conversation. Um, I can't wait to see these numbers, man. One through five, what are we doing? Let's see. What y'all got, so man? It, what y'all voting? Let's go. All right, where's, yeah, all right, give me the beat. I got some bars for y'all. Yeah, let's go. All right, uh, we got some fours, yeah. 4.75, some fours, okay. I ain't mad. Okay. This is on 10 minutes, right? Okay, cool. All right, here we go, man. Um, today, today, turn me up a little bit. Yeah. All right, um, today we're going to discuss some of the foundational principles of entrepreneurship. Uh, maybe what they never told you about entrepreneurship, but this is very, very important. Uh, so we have some full-time entrepreneurs here that are going to be uh, sharing some game. But um, I got a few things I think you really need to understand that are very important to your success. One of uh, the foundational principles of entrepreneurship is you have to have a good idea. You've got to have a good idea. Now, a good idea is very relative because you might think it's a good idea. Like Jay Star was like, yeah, that's really good. I love, I love the verse. Good verse. Just because I think it's not the best verse in the world doesn't mean it's not because it's all relative. But you have to at least believe that you have a good idea. But even you having a good idea, it's very important that you kind of take it out to the world to find out if it's a good idea because you might be living in your own head. Now, I'm not saying you got to listen to all the people, but if you do try to battle test your idea and There's a lot of people that aren't feeling it. Not just your friends and family, not just your circle, but maybe some random people. When I was working at the the mall and I was selling my t-shirts, I I would just walk around, not at the kiosk, but um, I would show people, hey, this is a design that somebody sent me for my t-shirt brand. I don't know if I'm gonna go with it or not, um, but I just wanna get your opinion. Random people. And some people would say, yo, that's terrible. Why would somebody put that on a t-shirt? And some people would say, yo, that shirt's amazing. I like that. Whose brand is that? I'm like, I don't, well, it's not my design yet, but I'm just trying to see if I should move forward with it. 
And that kind of, that kind of unbiased survey really helped me. Cause I'm not walking up to people saying, hey, this is my brand, what do you think? Because people are like genuinely good people and they're gonna support you. But I wasn't looking for support, I'm looking for an authentic answer. So we had to figure out if what I had was a good idea or not. So you have to believe in it, one, but two, you kind of want to feel the people that you're going to be selling to if they're going to be liking it, okay? So uh, one of the foundational principles to entrepreneurship is you have to have a really good idea. Number two, you have to have the ability to think through problems. I made a post on Facebook earlier today that said, if what you do doesn't take strategic thinking, you probably don't make much money. It probably doesn't pay that, pay that good. Because if what you're doing doesn't take strategy, you probably don't make that much money. You cannot get rich through labor. Okay. You cannot get rich through labor. You get rich through your ability to think through problems and think about solutions and think about how to serve somebody in a very unique way. How are you going to solve these problems? It takes strategy, not hustle. I think you can make a living with hustle, but I think you can change the world with strategy. You can change your entire family tree with strategy, but we have to think through it. So we gotta take that good idea and figure out how are we going to strategically grow? Not just through a good idea, not just through work ethic. Number three, some of the foundational principles of entrepreneurship, you are definitely going to need emotional intelligence. This is not easy, but it is easy to give up, but it's not the thing that's killing you. It's your, how you internalize the things that happen around you. You have to be emotionally intelligent. Don't let the comment section kill you. <laughs> mm, for real. You gotta be like, I, I had to hit Bakari like, hey, don't worry no. about the comments, man. Look, I knew it was gonna make the three keep going up. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> let's get it. Hey, let the people talk yeah. and just keep cashing the checks. That's right. But you have to have emotional intelligence. Yo, there are some people you can sell 20 products today, and two people tell you something that you don't like or how they don't like it or they critique you and you can forget all about the 20 people that love you and you start going in trying to figure out how you can fix your own company, your whole company. We have to have some sort of emotional intelligence to where our emotions don't dictate what we do. We have to look at the facts. We gotta look at what's really happening. You have to be emotionally intelligent. There are some people that because they're not emotionally intelligent, one decision lands them in prison for 20 years because they couldn't control their emotions. Hey, listen, man, my uh, daughter right now, she cannot control her emotions, and I don't like it. My son either. But they're one and two years old. But there are some 30-year-olds that act the same way. When you don't get what you like, you start screaming and slapping people. When my son doesn't get what he wants, he'll hit me. I'm like, whoa. Bro, you can't keep that up for the next 30 years. It's okay when you're one. But we got to stop it at some point. And some people never go out of that. You just get so emotional and you react emotionally to the things that's going on. I don't care what someone says to me. I'm telling you right now, if you see me in the streets 
and you disrespect me with your words, you got it. You're not baiting me, right? Yeah, you can say all that you want. And then I say, oh my gosh, there are cameras around. Oh no, my lady's with me. My friend's with me. They gonna think I'm a punk. And then my emotions take over and it causes me to do something that's gonna cause them to sue me. Or we get into a scuffle, something happened. They fall, hit their head, they die. I'm in prison for the rest of my life because I couldn't control my emotions based on something that somebody said to me. Hey guys, it's cool. Whatever you say, if you catch me in the streets and you feel like you want to disrespect me, I'm giving you a green light. I'm emotionally intelligent. I'm going home. You have to live with who you are. <laughs> you have to live with the type of person that you are that would yell at somebody for no reason for clout. You got it, my boy. You win. Guess what? I'm going home to my wife and kids and my house and food in the refrigerator and heat. My heat works. I'm a very comfortable house. I'm emotionally intelligent. I need you to I need you to start practicing that. Number four, foundational principles, you're gonna need some sort of internal motivation. This this presentation, this podcast that we're gonna do is gonna inspire somebody today. But the problem is it might not last long enough for you to actually do something. It might not last the weekend. We're here on Friday. And you're going to remember something. And Bakari going to drop some bars about her journey of entrepreneurship and what helped her. You're going to be inspired. You're going to be motivated. And then by Monday, you're you again. Because you don't have internal motivation. If nobody's there to inspire you or the podcast isn't playing or the pastor isn't preaching, you no longer have motivation. It needs to be something internal that drives you if you want to be successful. Because I'm telling you, entrepreneurship is a dogfight. And you got to stay motivated when all this stuff doesn't work out. When the picture that you had in your head of all the money you was going to make in your business or all the success and fame and notoriety, that when you don't see all that, you've got to be emotionally intelligent. You have to have some sort of internal emotion, uh, internal motivation that says it might not be happening right now, but this is just a season. Mm. It's them down seasons that cause people to quit because you don't have an internal motivation. Number five, I only got two more. You need some sort of risk tolerance. Entrepreneurship is risky. The definition of risk tolerance is risk tolerance is the degree of risk or uncertainty that is acceptable. And there's a lot of there's a lot of uncertainty in entrepreneurship. And it's risky. Do you take your money? It's the 20th. Let's say it's the 20th. You have money for rent, but you need to re-up on your product. What do we do? We don't have enough for both. But are you the person that's going to say, I'm going to take this rent money and by the first, I will have it back and I will have doubled it. There's a risk tolerance. Not everybody has that. And I, I feel sorry for the people who came from a family of teachers or nurses or blue collar workers. They're blue collar, right? What I'm talking about? Because in our house, we never took risks. I got a chance to see my dad be risky. Our lights were off. 
Our water was off. My dad was an entrepreneur. I got a chance to see that. And I, and you know what I realized? It wasn't off forever because eventually he made it happen. But he was willing to take the money and put it into product. I would go downstairs and see my dad's products and he's going to sell it. Lights on y'all for a day, we're good. I could have not got the products and had our lights on forever and then go work a regular job. You have to have some sort of risk tolerance and it needs to raise every single week, every single month, every single year. Risk tolerance, they include aggressive, moderate, or conservative. Somebody throw in the chat, your risk tolerance, is it aggressive, moderate, or conservative? Conservative, I need a sure thing, then I'll put my money up. Moderate, I'll take a little risk, not too big. Not nothing that's gonna like, have me lose my home. But I'll take a little risk, it's moderate. Some of us are aggressive and we are swinging for the fences every time. And eventually you figure it out. But these are some of the foundational principles you need as an entrepreneur. Last one, six, you need focus. You need focus. You're going to have to develop the ability to focus for a little while. Golly, you could be doing good, but then something else, some other new business comes out or your friend Says, y'all, I'm about to do this. And they say, hey, you want to do it with me? And you lose focus that fast because now you want to do something that seemingly is going to make you money faster, quicker, and more abundant. It doesn't work like that. You are going to need some level of focus. I'm just asking you to focus. Stop having squirrel syndrome. Lock in, have a goal. And for the rest of the day, you need to figure out how we're going to get to this goal for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month. Can we have focus for a year without getting sidetracked? So those are some of the foundational principles. We're, got, we're about to get into this conversation. Let's do this, man. Bakari, what up, man? Yo. Everything's good? Is it warm in here? Is it warm or y'all good? I feel good. You good? Did you make that jacket? I cut it. It was longer. Yeah, I didn't make it from scratch, though. Okay. Oh. All right. Um. So Bakari was recently on the hot seat and we got somebody else that uh was recently on the hot seat they're going to be coming in um but uh i guess one introduce yourself and what you do first then we'll get into it yeah my name is bakari and i am a fashion designer i'm an artist i make gowns for the most part um yeah go crazy (laughs) i had to get myself right was that, the, was that the end of your intro? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, all right, cool. So you are recently on the hot seat. The first thing I got to ask you, mm-hmm. <laughs> did y'all see her episode? Y'all see her whole episode? So did you see the part where she was, um, <laughs> you see the part where she was talking about her boyfriend that's not an entrepreneur? Oh, my God. <laughs> How'd it go? <laughs> nah, I mean, that's her boo. Is it your boyfriend or y'all just... Yeah. That's not my boyfriend. That's your guy. That's your person. Yeah, that's yeah. That's your person. Okay. All right. Yes. What did he say? What did he say? He just told me that I, I told him. I said he was broke real nice, the nicest way I could. <laughs> but he said he really enjoyed the he really enjoyed the interview though. Good. Yeah. Shout out the bay, man. Not mm-hmm. being uh insecure. You feel me? I like that, man. I like that. All right. So what are some of the results? Like what's what's been happening since the episode? 
Um, so since the episode, I've kind of been focused, more focused on my systems. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Um, other than that, I've really just been, like you asked me, are they inspired? i just been on go. Yeah. Like, I've been on go. I haven't even been feeling like, oh, I'm tired. Normally, I'd be like, lazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, nah, we're going to get this together. For sure. What are the people saying? I got a lot of love. Now, on the yeah. post, I definitely got a lot of people <laughs> trying to tell me what to do that they even did what they talking about. But <laughs> um, I got a lot of love. I got a lot of people encouraging me. I got a lot of people telling me that it's okay to... As business owners, a lot of us go through a phase where we don't know our numbers. We have to figure that part out where, okay, you got to get a CPA or an accountant or whatever it is that you have to do in order to get that yeah. down packed. So a lot of people was telling me, don't don't be too hard on myself. It's okay. Did it result in any money? Yes, it did. I had a sale yesterday. What? Yes, I did. She came in. She tried to dress on. We was in love. And then, <laughs> yep. She tried to pay with cash out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope. What did she say to you when she saw like about the episode? What did she say? Um, she told me that that's that's one thing that she told me too. She just she told me it's okay. She was like, I'm a business owner. She said I don't know my numbers, but she don't know her numbers because she has an accountant. Mm-hmm. She said I I talk to my accountant when it's true when it's time to go over the, that type of thing. But and she told me don't feel bad. Kind of yeah. like everybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. So okay, so it made some money. Mm-hmm. Got, I'm sure some. I followers got a lot of followers. Word. Shout out to y'all. That's what's up. Yeah. It was it was some shots being shot too. Oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Oh, oh yeah. my, they was on you. Oh my god, one man liked so many pictures, commented on so many things. Like I was like, okay, sir. Alright, <laughs> 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 sir. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, all right. So, um, let's get into this entrepreneurial conversation, man. First off, talk to me about entrepreneurship. Like, what is your relationship with the word? My relationship with the word entrepreneurship. Hmm. The most, the most important thing I think about when I think about entrepreneurship is freedom. Because mm. Because I'm an entrepreneur. But are you free, though? Cause I'm free to make whatever decision I want to make when I wake up in the morning. That's true. That's a, that's I'm not I'm not 100% financially free or mentally free. But when I wake up every day, I have the choice to, do I want to spend two hours meditating? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to I hurry up and go to work? Or do I want to go to the coffee shop and work on my laptop? You know? It's yeah. like, I don't, I don't have to be like, oh, I got to do this. Yeah, for sure. I get to choose. I don't be feeling free like that, man. Mm. Especially when I worked at the mall, it's like the customers own you. Yep. And I'm like, you got to serve them. And then you have, you know, like a team or a staff. And Zell don't make me feel free. It just, <laughs> I mean, it means so much going on. And, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's just every, like, when I wake up, I have these responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a balance of freedom for sure as an entrepreneur that maybe an employee doesn't have, but also an employee has a certain level of freedom that we don't. Mm, they got guarantees. Got, they got guarantees. Mm-hmm. We got to figure it out every day. You feel me? That's every day. And then the anxiety, do you get any anxiety of, like when someone orders a dress, you make it, you present it, and in your mind you're thinking, I hope they'll pull out something that they need me to redo or don't like, or you get younger than that? No, we, we, we ain't missing. Really? Mm-mm. 
You're not missing. Bro, I got anxiety right now. It's an event going on in there. I got anxiety right now yeah. that something mm -hmm. isn't going to work, especially because really? we work with a lot of technology. Technology, anything could just go wrong out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, you could be running the same play forever, then something goes off, then you got to troubleshoot it. And yeah. It's a client that paid. And I'm like, we got to make sure this is on point. So it'd be, it'd be stressful. Mm. Stressful, for sure. Yeah. All right, let's go through these uh, foundational principles of entrepreneurship, okay? So one is a good idea. Let's talk about your good idea when you started. My good idea was I want to be a fashion designer. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to make something. Like, that's, that's always... I used to work at the hospital, and I used to tell my my um, my patients, I'm going to be a famous fashion designer one day. Mm. I don't even know why I used to say that. I didn't even have a sewing machine. I used to just tell them, I'm going to be a famous You didn't even designer. have a sewing machine? I didn't even have a sewing machine. I just knew that I'm, I was going to be a fashion designer. Mm. It's just, that, that was always my good idea. I like that. Mm -hmm. So, how'd you know it was good, though? Like, I mean, how'd you know it was a good idea? Hmm. When I started making money. <laughs> That'll tell you. For sure. <laughs> when I started making money, I knew that, yeah, this is what we're going to do. Like, when people started reaching out, because I used to be, like, really into branding and, like, figuring out social media, media and stuff. So once I started making posts and hashtagging and people was, like, hitting me up. Mm -hmm. I was in projects when I first started making dresses. Too. Really? <laughs> I was in projects. So when people was hitting me up in Houston and Chicago, I mean, I came from Chicago. Like, you know, I used to live there. So that part. But when people was hitting me up from different places in the world, I knew that, okay, like, I could do this. Really? Mm -hmm. And I, I was. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? 
Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait so secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country join us july 4th and 5th in atlanta let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality y'all head over to podcastsummit.com use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal it's making club dresses first yep and then i like can you make a prom dress oh so you started out making club dresses mm-hmm. i used to just make stuff that i saw on the internet like Little hot girls was wearing. I used to just be making anything that my mind would come up with. Like, oh, I'm going a jumpsuit today. Okay. So I think you have a better idea now. Yeah. Which is prom dresses because it's not everybody. Not everybody makes prom dresses. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so the good idea came from someone saying, can you make me a prom dress? Yep. And I had listened to uh, um, this man. I was listening to books. That's when I started like listening to books. The man said, when somebody asks you to do something you don't know how to do, do not say no. Mm. Figure it out. I like that. He was like, take, take, on, take on the challenge and work your way through. It took me like a week and a half to make that dress, but I made it. And after that, it's just been up. I love that. Hey, y'all, if y'all have some questions, y'all want to talk to Bakari or I, uh, let's throw the number in there. Um, we'd love to, we're going to take live calls. We're going to take live calls. It's cool, right? Yeah. Especially if you saw the episode, um, right call it, send a text message, send a text message to this number that Nella is about to put up on the screen. Send a text message and Nella will text you back and give you the instructions so that you can call in live okay we will bring you on the show live i if you have a question for myself or bakari you big bakari yet what's up oh let's run into these let's let's run into these house rules man so send a text message if you have a question comment you want to shout out you know you want to holler bakari shoot your shot whatever please um go for it nella Dave always starting stuff. Uh, that's what I do. He always starting stuff. First and foremost, what's up? What's up, family? Social proofers, welcome to Free Smoke Friday. Of course, you guys already know we gotta lay down the house rules. Like you in our house now. Hold on, real quick. Who wrote that right there? J-Star? I did. I'm, I was fixing it. Nah, that's J Star too. <laughs> Text your message to you. Betty. <laughs> how you how you how you type Baltimore? How you type it? 
My man tight with an accent. That's crazy. Uh, not tight with an accent. <laughs> there. There. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but, of course, you guys know we got to lay down the house rules. Y'all, y'all in our house now, right? So, first, if you haven't done so already, there are currently, let's see, how many people are on this live right now? There are currently... 119 people on this live. So I need all 119 of y'all to go ahead and hit that like button. Hit that like button. Share this live with five friends. And as you hear the information, if you're loving what you hear, make sure you drop a super chat. Like, and then the super chat isn't just for us. It's not going into the pockets. It's actually going to help children. It's going to help David and all his friends go around to the inner schools of Atlanta, the inner city schools of Atlanta, so that they can teach them about entrepreneurship and things outside of what they learn in everyday education. So go ahead and drop those super chats. Make sure you go ahead and text the number that's on the screen. If you have a question for Dave or if you have a question for Bakari, with that having been said, y'all, let's get to this free smoke. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, are you big Bacardi yet? Moderate. I'm like in the middle. Mid. <laughs> Moderate Bacardi. Mid Bacardi. <laughs> Bacardi. Because I, I, I still got stuff to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So um, coming up with a good idea. So some of us think we have a good idea because we are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think there's like this line, right? Because... You have this idea, and maybe everybody doesn't understand you. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it, or it doesn't mean that it's not a good idea. It just simply means that everybody doesn't understand you. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of want to hear your take on how do we navigate through pushing forward on a good idea when it's it could be evidence that it's not that good of a good, good that good of an idea because nobody likes it. First of all, don't pay attention to what nobody say about your good idea. Mm-hmm. Stay focused and keep don't even don't even think about oh this might not work, like because that's gonna take you out the game. Because oh this might not work is like oh it's not working because you know when you start pursuing your ideas, sometimes it's not gonna just instantly take off. And if you already got in your mind oh this might not work, oh she said this and he said that, and you start putting in the work and it's not working out, it's it could make you stop. So don't listen to the people. Stay focused on your good idea and know and have that faith that it's going to work and put that intention behind the actions that you are putting into that idea. Absolutely. I, that's, I, I like having Bakari on today because, you know, she was on hot seat and, like, I'm, I'm like, kind of drilling her as an entrepreneur. But let's not forget, she didn't she be doing these thirty, forty thousand dollar $40,000 months. You know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> let's not play with it. You know what I mean? So, like, like this is a certified <laughs> entrepreneur that built something. Your risk tolerance is up because you put some money on a building. Yes, I did. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, I have a space. Yeah, you got a, you got a space. And there's a contract. You can't just sign up for something and just leave if it don't work out. Like, you have a contract. So, listen, y'all. Don't listen to everybody's good idea. But I got to push back on that a little bit because... Mm. Sometimes you need to listen to somebody. Yo, your yeah, idea. You're right. Maybe the foundation of the idea isn't bad, but the way you're executing, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think it's important to uh, reach out to uh, mentors, reach out to some people that, okay, here we go. Reach out to some people that you trust, that have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. But 
that's hard to say because some of the people that you trust, you can't trust, and they secretly want to hate on you. That's your friend. Y'all grew up from the sandbox, yeah. and they're going to hate on you a little bit, but you think they love you because y'all been together for a while, but they really want what you have. So there's a, I don't know if I have like answers, answers for you today, but I'm just going to give you some suggestions to battle test your idea. So you want to ask some people that you trust, but also find some people in your space Explain to them your idea. And even that's kind of dangerous. Everything is risky. Everything's risky because <laughs> they might take risky. your good idea yep. in your industry. But you can't be afraid of that. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's mm-hmm. so many. Even when I'm, I'm coaching, I don't tell people 100% what they should do. I want you to think yeah. for a while. You know what I mean? So we got to figure out a way if this is a good idea or not. So... Find somebody as a mentor, somebody that's in your space that you that you could trust a little bit. And maybe you don't spill the whole beans, but mm. let them know what you're doing. Like, get their reaction. Find a coach. And I'm not talking about a mentor. I'm talking about a coach. A coach is someone who you pay. And someone who you pay has a responsibility to get you the results that you are looking for. So it's their job to help you. Uh, uh, shape this good idea. Mm-hmm. So finding a coach is a really, really good way to be able to share with them and have them navigate through. Is this a good idea or not? You got any step, any points on that? On on how do you make sure you have a good idea? Well, I never had a coach or a mentor, mm-hmm. so I can't really speak on I that. I coach you a little bit. Hmm? I coached you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of like a coach. A little, a little thirty five minutes. A little thirty five minutes. But we have a coach. You, you. You need a coach. Mm-hmm. I need something. Real. That'll take you to the next level. I was just talking about that earlier, too. Like, because I'm, I am at a place in my business where, so I love my business. And I love sewing and I love my thing. But it's so much going on that sometimes I get overwhelmed. And it's like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I have this thing. I have this niche. I have this grand idea i have this amazing business that brings me amazing money that that allows me to change people's life in amazing ways mm-hmm. that i can't just i can't just walk away from that you know yeah for sure so yeah sure. I, I do need a coach or a mentor Gotta, you, you need a coach for sure because i'm sure you have um you have a good idea mm-hmm. and um there's it's it's hard to see the picture while you're in the frame um, and that's why we have basketball coaches because no matter how good you are as a player, there's certain things that you can't see that a coach on the sideline mm-hmm. can see. He can see a hole in the defense, but you can't because you just hoop it. Exactly. You know what I mean? There's a coach that's going to be yelling, hey, 2-3 two, defense, 3-2, 1-3-1 two, one, one defense, because the coach can see what you can't. Mm-hmm. You understand? So th- they, give a, they get an outside look at your good idea and shows you how to make it better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, the ability to think through problems. Give me your most recent problem in your business that you had to think through. The most recent problem, or just a real big problem that you had to figure out. How the heck is this going to work out? <laughs> the biggest problems I be having. What did I use that I did have was 
I have like three clients that need dresses. The showroom is busting. How am I going to manage all of this, make these people dresses, get these dresses over here sold at the same time, and maintain my peace? And I got an eight-year-old on the side talking about she hungry every 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> them, the, <laughs> them the type of big problems that I be having. But I feel like I work very well under pressure. So when it's a lot of – it's like I can have ten conversations at one time. I don't know how, mm. but it's like I can – manage people to do the thing you know yeah and make the dresses and hold the people off and stall them okay i'm, I'm gonna work on this dress for 45 minutes put all this together all right y'all can go eat go to lunch next person knock their dress out then this person need the, it to fit better and make it work so, yeah you know. so um you, you have to be a problem and this isn't even necessarily as an entrepreneur. So real quick, yes, y'all do need to get some super, super chats real quick, okay? Because I just went to a, and I don't know if this has anything to do with, yes, this has something to do, what I'm about to say has something to do with what I'm saying, but it might not <laughs> seem like that until I get to my point, okay? So y'all need to drop a super chat real quick. The super chats um, allow us to go out into the schools and invest in these youth businesses, okay? So I just came back from a meeting with um, a bunch of school districts. So actually, let me let me just, I, I got to share like who I was in the room with. So I just presented to the Metro Atlanta Collaborative, with which consists of school districts across the state of Georgia, um, and I presented an entrepreneurial pathway as a post-secondary option for students in Georgia. Clayton County and Fayette County showed a lot of interest. Um, I talked to the superintendent of, uh, of Clayton County, and he's like, yo, we want this. Like, yo, we really need to, like, he told his, his guy, like, yo, make sure y'all connect and we set up a meeting because we're going to go into schools and teach kids entrepreneurship. So... Um, we just left that meeting, so really, really cool. But how did I get in this room and be able to present an entrepreneurial pathway to school districts? Because I knew I didn't know what I was going to do. I don't know who I'm supposed to talk to to get into schools. I have no mm -hmm. idea. I can get into a high school and tell them, hey, we're going to speak to kids and stuff like that. But how do I, how do I implement a program that's district-wide? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. So I have a uh, a friend of mine who her child came to my kiosk years ago when he was like 14 years old. Now he's about to graduate college. But his mom's been in the education space for 25 years. So I told her, hey, let's get together. You know how to navigate these waters. You know how to create these rooms. You have the relationships. I have a, a talent and an ability and a network. If you can get me in these rooms... We can both share in the success. She was down for it. So this is me thinking through. I want to accomplish this. I don't have the relationships just yet. I need to find somebody who has the relationships to get me into the room. That's a good but problem. some of us say, I just don't know how to get into the room. Mm. But this is me thinking strategically. This is why I'm saying that. I was telling the schools that... You don't have to be an, I, I'm not pushing that every kid should be an entrepreneur, but I am pushing every kid should try it. And not because they want to be an entrepreneur, but I want to get them to think like an entrepreneur mm -hmm. because in school, there's a problem that says four plus X equals 15. How do we figure out what X is? 
We just saw it's a problem to solve. How do we figure out? Okay, I have the idea and I know what I want. I have the idea and of the business and I have this dream. The X is just figuring out what what am I missing that's gonna help me get to the dream. But because I couldn't associate the curriculum to what I wanted to be in life, it was really hard for me to have any type of interest in school. So the way I'm painting this picture to these administrators is like, yo, I, I need to figure out what it is. I have to really um, expose the problem that the kids are going through to get the administrators to see that are always in the office or at the desk. I'm trying to like internalize, this is what your kids are going through. Then I have to paint myself as a person who understands the problem and also has the solution so I can go into your school and make a difference. But that, you don't do that with just hustle. You have to like think through this process. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got any points on that? <sighs> this is good, isn't it? It is. That's, that's, it's important to be able to be calm enough to think through situations and problems and stuff like that. It is. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you said something that leads into number three, which is emotional intelligence. Be calm enough to think through the mm-hmm. problems. You have a big problem from like when you fr- first emotionally, mm-hmm. what is the difference between you when you started to you now? Hmm. When I started, I, I'm, I'm not rude, but when I started, I really didn't care about nothing. If you get an attitude with me, all right, I'm seeing your deposit by click blocked sent you your money back um but now i am more like understanding to people and i have learned how to talk to people better mm-hmm. when i'm not overly under pressure because sometimes um like the girl i hired last year she got hired because i couldn't talk to nobody because i was so overwhelmed that i couldn't even have a normal conversation with the people that were coming into the shop mm-hmm. so i had hired her because she had such a great personality but when I'm, like, calm, cool, and collected, and I'm, like, waking up, meditating and stuff, I'm able to, like, calmly deal with people now. Mm-hmm. But I used to just be like, mm If you got a bad attitude, you're not my customer. I don't, I don't care if you're coming to pick up your dress and it's already done. Here go your money back. Figure it out. Not did my you, problem. Did you used to fight when you was young? I've been in a few fights. Not, not a whole lot, but I've been in a few. Have you ever had anger issues? Yeah, I did. I used to have bad. Really? Mm-hmm. I used to be angry. What's something that you did out of anger that you just wish you wouldn't have done? <laughs> One time, I was so mad at my daddy. I took a bottle of water, and I put some oil in it, some vegetable oil, and I put it in his tank. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. And, his, and it was a Range Rover, too. You took vegetable oil. I took vegetable oil and sugar, and I took a water bottle, and I shook. But you know the messed up part about that? Everything. The girl. <laughs> Everything is the messed up his, part about that. His girlfriend watched me do that and then told on me, why would you let me do this and then go tell on me? Anyways. Are you yes, mad? I, that, I was so are, you, mad. are you more shocked that she let you do it or you mad she told or what? I was I I'm more shocked that she let me she sit there and she watched me in the kitchen and she knew exactly what I was doing because I told her and she let me do it. I'm 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 really shocked that she let my young self do that. Mm-hmm. 
How old was you when you did that? I think I was like 14 or 15, 14, 15, maybe 15. Yeah, I was mad. I so, was so mad, I wasn't even scared to get a whooping. Like, I walked past my day like I was, yeah, go ahead, whoop me if you got to. Yeah, what happened to the truck, though, just out of curiosity? I don't, I don't remember. My daddy told me he was sending me to Chicago to my mama. I ain't believe him. And I looked up, and I had a plane ticket, and I was gone. I don't, I don't know what happened to anything. I was gone. <laughs> okay, fast forward as an adult. Mm-hmm. You ever did anything like that? Mm-mm. I respect. I have too much to lose. So even when people would like do bad things to me, I never like I don't I don't do that mm -hmm. because one karma and then number two, I just have too much to lose. I like it. I like mm -hmm. it. You ain't never did nothing crazy to mm -mm. nobody. Just mm -mm. as an adult, mm -mm. You never. I just no I walk away. Just mm -mm. I, I, I'm not gonna kill. <laughs> yeah, y'all see the the video with a girl. Uh, poured the gasoline and like in the car, and the car was on fire and like almost blew her own face off. That oh, was crazy. Mm, I see that. Wes McCoy. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. How you doing? I'm great. Cool, cool. We got uh, we got Sydney in the building, man. Um, hold on, let's go to let's go to Sydney. Sydney's in the building. How you feeling? I'm great. Better, <laughs> better than you. Yo, you know, yo, I did not. I, I kind of anticipate uh, the, I kind of anticipate the clips that I choose mm -hmm. are gonna do what it do. Mm -hmm. I didn't think yours would do that. Me either. <laughs> and I'm in television. Well, what's in television? Oh my gosh! So if y'all don't know, so Sydney is Sydney was on the show. Um, she was on Hot Seat, and there's this clip that we pulled that. I was asking Sydney how much you know money she made as an entrepreneur. Long story short, in the last ten months, she made about a thousand dollars, and I think I did a good job of controlling my emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I did good, right? It's time to stop running your business like a hustler, like just somebody that's trying to go get some money and run your business like an actual business owner. You know how that happens? Your business hires you. Even though you started the business, the business hires you and you put yourself on payroll. And that business has payroll for other people. Now those other people might be your spouse. It could be your kids. I pay my daughter $12,000 a year because that 12,000 that I pay my child isn't taxed. So that money is either going to go to your child or it's gonna to go to the government. You decide, I'd rather keep it in my house. My wife is on payroll. You need to run your business like a business owner. Most of you are taking money from your business and you take that money and you pay your house loan, you pay your rent, you pay your car. For one, that kind of stuff will land you in jail. But two, you want to grow and lay a strong foundation for your business to grow on, okay? So go to adp.com forward slash social proof. When I signed up for ADP to get this process going, I had to pay $250 for administration, setup fee, all these costs. I talked to my ADP sales rep and they said they will waive it for you if you go to adp.com forward slash social proof, meaning you can start this process for free. Absolutely free. No catches, no hooks. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. Now is the time to run your business like an actual business owner. I am on ADP. I do the same thing and it helps my books by 
tax time. I'm not behind. I'm not trying to get everything because in the process of them making the payroll, they take out the taxes, they structure everything. And at the end of the year, voila, you give that information to your CPA. Okay. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. One more time, adp.com forward slash social proof. Set it up for free. Let's go. Yeah. Right. I, it wasn't like, I, it wasn't an attack. Well, I was trying to figure out how you like how you ate and stuff like that, but um, that joint went crazy. I know. So tell me how you felt in that moment. Not in the moment when we're having it, but as the clip goes up and there's still engagement on that joint. Um. Okay, so when it was posted on YouTube, I felt. It was positive when it was posted on Instagram. Yeah, that's what I said. Clips, I tell you. <laughs> hey, yo, the whole joint is a good. It's a good experience in the seat, but it's my job to pull the worst possible clip that I can mm. find that's going to be engaging. I feel like with a lot of worst clips, it was a lot of yeah, yes, a lot of clips. Okay, so when it went up on Instagram, hold on, I, let's put a pin in that real quick. I want to give a shout out to all the people that gave super chats. Now, we got some chats in here, man. Yes, we do have some super chats in here. First and foremost, thank you so much to Ann for the $5 super chat. Woo! We greatly appreciate you. Freddie Johnson, first and foremost, happy birthday, Freddie. Happy, <laughs> happy birthday, birthday to my boy, right. Freddie. Let's go. King's Chambers. <laughs> Grooming company, man. Shouts out to my brother Freddie for the nine ninety nine super chat. Happy birthday, brother! There you go, there you go. Next up, Kaya. Thank you so much for the super chat. Kaya, love the kids. Yes, I and love it. Thank you, Marsha Kaya. Ray. Thank you so much. We Mar appreciate you. Marsha Ray be showing up too. Thanks for the twenty dollars super chat. Hey, listen, everybody that invested in super chats. Thank you so much, everybody that throughout this show is going to invest. Thank you so much. This isn't money so that I can go buy another pair of sneakers or for me to buy a car. Uh, we are supporting the youth, okay? We're taking the money and investing in youth entrepreneurship, okay? Because our kids deserve a chance. And um, I'm going to do what I do anyway. You understand? I've been investing in kids anyway with my own money. I want to give you all an opportunity to put a seed in the ground and you can watch that seed grow into a tree in your own life. Okay, so no matter how big or small your super chat is, uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate the support. Okay, so drop a super chat. Join as a member. Uh, members are like as low as I think $4.99 where we're dropping extra content throughout the week on YouTube. Uh, once we continue to grow it, we will uh, we'll be doing more lives, uh, like member-only lives. So you can hit the little join button. There's a join button at the bottom of this video, somewhere at the bottom of the video. Hit join. Just be a member. It's like $4.99 a month or whatever. You'll see what comes with it, okay? So uh, thank you all so much. And shouts out to all my members because I can see the members because they got stars by their name. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Miss Akilia uh, at Live Marketing Agency for the nine ninety nine super chat. First time live, love. It. Oh, that's what's up. Oh, your first time. Well, give her a round of applause. First time in the building and still going to show some love. That super chat, that seed you put in the ground is going to grow into a tree in your own life. So I want to say thank you. All right, Miss McCoy. Mm -hmm. Okay, when the when the video when the clip goes up, mm -hmm. I think that was the first clip actually. 
what was going on in your head? Um, I read one one comment. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Okay, we're gonna get out these comments real quick." Because <laughs> I remember what the comment was. The comment was, "You need to go and pick your laptop. Quit and qu- pick your laptop back up." And I was like. <laughs> Dang. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. What, what's interesting is I actually pinned that comment. So it was so funny. Bogus. I got Bogus. I now I'm a monster. Goodness gracious! All right, so this this one has thirty three thousand likes, forty eight hundred comments, and sixty three thousand shares. Mm-hmm. And the comment said. It was the very first one. Yes. So in the video, Sydney says, uh, so two months ago, I gave my, my two-month notice, and I, get, I gave my laptop back, and I was a full-time entrepreneur ever since. So Nick at night, 728, says, girl, go get that laptop back right TF now. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that comment has 13,000 likes and uh, 417 replies. Go get that laptop right TF now. Um, Okay, so you didn't like that comment, and then what happened? I came out of the comments. I let them come out of the comments. You be seeing them still, though. I be seeing them, but the thing about it, I had, my DMs was in shambles, so I had like 300 and something DMs. Really? 300 and something DMs. Um, I started off with 909 followers and now i'm at 1737 wow early this morning you about double the followers i love that but everybody was coming to my my page was um (laughs) coming to the rescue (laughs) they were they were positive yeah and it was a lot of people that was that was willing to help good and that was giving advice as well which Good. was when what's needed yo look and I, I saw all the love that she was getting it was a bunch of like funny comments but i saw the love and remember i had text you mm-hmm. because it was almost like you did you did nothing since we, the episode because mm-hmm. the page looked exactly the same mm-hmm. and i and i that's when I, I was like i asked Kay. i said yo get sydney's number um, and I text her, I was like, girl, you got to put some stuff up on this page because people going to come there mm-hmm. and they're not going to see nothing. Mm-hmm. And I see, like, you got stuff on your page. And we, yo, she went straight to, like, oh, book me. She like, yo, I saw, set an appointment. <laughs> Period. <laughs> now, appoint- today. Y'all coming- <laughs> see ya. Y'all coming to the page? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come by. Hello, son. nice to meet you. So I saw on your page, you ain't do nothing. It looked exactly the same. I'm like, yo, Sydney, please post something. Mm-hmm. And since then, you've been going crazy. Yeah. Your your posts have been like super engaging. You've been doing well. Mm-hmm. So so walk me through what else is going on uh, in the business now. So I had a lot of people reach out to be brand ambassadors, influencers. Oh, wow. Um, and just would receive product. Before that, it was, it was really tough because a lot of people were like, I want to be paid. Um, I think one influencer at one point was like, she wanted $8,000 for Dang, one post. And please. I was like, who was it? I ain't gonna say who her name is, but she's, she's, she's great. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> she's yo, Okay. Yo guys, what's, I mean, she ain't gonna be mad. She know her number is her number. Who was it? 
Her name is Crystal Heredia. Heredia. She, how many followers she got? Um. Yeah, I she might be almost at a million. Oh, right. she might be, but her oh, now. Man. One thing I can sit there and say: anytime she posts for a brand, sold out. Like look at the comments. Really? Like I went, it sold out. I can't get it. Oh wow. So, oh. I mean, she got it to prove okay, there's some people that have you. a million followers and don't have any influence at all. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, have the you been tracking sales lately? Yes. So, when did when did the episode come out? How long? Do you remember? Um, the 31st was when it came out on YouTube. 31st. December so, 31st. we're about 17 days in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how many sales or how much money you made? or So, between then, I would say, I would say January 1st is when, because... YouTube is one thing, but Instagram. So January first to now, I made seven hundred. I haven't even added the new sales, but seven hundred and fifty-six dollars and sixty-one cents. Wow! Period. So almost eight hundred dollars in what sixteen days, sixteen seventeen days, mm-hmm. versus a thousand dollars in ten months. Mm-hmm. We're improving. Boom, boom, this boom. is good. Okay, yeah. what do you, what do you, what have you learned through this process? Um. I feel like the major thing that I learned, because I was like, I didn't get what this whole experience would really do. Like, I got it, but I don't think I, we expected that it was going to be doing, when I looked at it, I was like, 1.2 million views is crazy. And I was like, I didn't get of how to really instill and learning on how to use it as a marketing to be able to get the brand out there. Can't a lot that. of people did support it, um, but there's people that have bought and was like they haven't even they hadn't even seen the episode. Good, like good. they 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 came across it through someone sharing it to them or or whatever it may be. And I felt like for me, I needed that. It's not that I'm not willing to put in the work because I know that I am. But when I get stuck or don't know the next move, I still have to keep going. Yeah. I still got to be resourceful. And so even in my situation, like, I still don't have a car. But then someone had commented. I was like, dang, I didn't look at it like that. The best thing was that my car could have got repossessed Mm -hmm. because that's a cost that I don't have to have as far as car note, insurance, all that. So I've dumbed down my life. Um, Of course, I am going to get under the car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, I start seeing ultimately how this opportunity because it was opportunity um and i and i believe that it was sent by god too because a lot of times you we want it a certain way and it doesn't come like that so um i will say i definitely have learned to be like okay we got to figure it out and don't yes i want to make sales but i also want to retain customers as well and get the brand out there so Man, it's actually incredible, man. I'm I'm, I'm really proud of you because you've really been going hard lately. I mean, just looking at the page, it's, your page was you uh, wanted to be a model <laughs> to, to uh, actually just like, it looks like you're running a business and you're mm-hmm. having fun with the brand. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. That you. is awesome. Um, I should have took some equity in your company before. We aired it. What do you do? Um, so we, West McCoy is the plus, first plus size dental brand based out of Atlanta, Georgia. And we, um, of course, make clothing specifically for plus size girls mm-hmm. right now, 14 to 24, to build up their confidence. Um, we realized I've always been plus size. So I overheard conversations mm-hmm. and have continued to overhear conversations that plus size women get put on the back burner. We get 
subpar quality and style when it comes to um, jeans. when it comes to fashion definitely mm-hmm. do you know jeans so i so somebody had posted that in there jeans has actually my been my coach yeah. since Who? 20 jeans charte jeans so, I had a boutique one time. When mm-hmm. I tell you, I had I was in her um, boutique accelerator. Mm-hmm. I doubled every everything doubled just by oh, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's really good yeah. when it comes to like the boutique and clothing mm-hmm. and fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's really really good. Yeah, shout out to Jess. And we talked after. The really, she yeah. wrote she watched the interview, and she was just like, "I'm a because I know you, so I know she was like, you will do whatever." But she was like. You're going to have to keep pushing. There's yeah. going to be times that, and she was I think that's what you didn't really get as far as marketing. She was like, you need to know that you got to keep pushing in these times. So we we sat down and um, discussed some other ways to really push within my situation as far as the amount of money that I don't really have to put into the business. So. I love it. I love it. Well, good. We're, we're, we're here uh, talking about... Um, entrepreneurship, and um, it's a uh, it's it's a scary thing, man. And I think sometimes I think this is good that you all are like in the conversation too. And I want to I want to pull you and Nella too, um, and get your take on this conversation because you are also in the stage of like you're building right now, right? So um, I want to know like your your stance on this conversation that we're having right now from your perspective. Um, first and foremost, just like you were saying earlier it's not for the faint of heart. Like you have to really first, especially if you take a leap like Sydney did and say, look, I'm leaving my job. This is it. And that's kind of where I was at. Um, when I was pregnant with baby girl, my job actually fired me after getting my maternity leave notice. Mm, And we went through, that's illegal. I did. Oh, okay, period. I won. They need some bread? Yeah. I can't, of course, tell who the couple can't is. Why not? But oh, but you can say how legally, much. Legally, I can't can say who the couple is. You can is. say how much, though. How? What they give you? We not do. Dave, you're so messy. All right, let me, let me ask you. Was it below or above, like, 10? Above. Over 10? Yeah. You got, like, about, lawyers involved? Huh? You got lawyers involved, or you just saying? I got the uh, EEOC involved. <laughs> I didn't even have to hire a, a lawyer. Yep. What? I don't play that. Mm-mm. So, y'all, so you got your little bag. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But um, so we went through that whole situation for a couple months. And at the time, I was um, in network marketing. Um, and so from that point, I was like, look, I always tell people, like, you give people the power to feed you, you give them the power to starve you. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to experience that because the moment I lost my job, I lost my health care. Mind you, six months pregnant, mm. lost my health care. I lost everything that I was that I was relying on. And that's when I was like, look, I got to put the metal to the pedal. Like, I have no option at mm-hmm. this point. And I'm not going back to anybody's job. So the biggest thing for me is when you become an entrepreneur, you have to really make the decision for yourself. That's a fact. Despite what everybody else says, your mom, your dad, your mm-hmm. uncle, your auntie and them, auntie peaches, cousin, <laughs> all them. <laughs> you got to make that decision for yourself and stay in it. Mm. I love it. I love it. Hey, Zell Rosers uh, pulling up. So let's get that joint uh, set. All right. So uh, I want I want to run through this real quick. Um, 
the foundational principles of entrepreneurship. And I think this would be very valuable for you as well, Sydney, because, you know, like you're, you're, you're growing and you're going to be successful, but there's a few things you're going to need. We talked about having a good idea, the ability to think through problems and emotional intelligence. And I think not even as an entrepreneur, I just think as an adult, you need to have emotional intelligence. Somebody throw it in the chat. Yo, somebody send a text. We have any texts come in? They hear no questions. I was about to say that. Yo, let's, um, I want to say it again. I was about to ask about that. Nobody um, called in. Oh yeah, come on. We need we need yeah, some we need some call in. Oh really? All right. So, go on and call in. Uh, my they boy Marcus Y. Rose is coming through, and he is the entrepreneur of all entrepreneurs. Say it again. Uh, no, nah, he's uh, he's he'll, he'll come in. It's open still. All right. So, um, emotional intelligence. I think it's important as a a person as an adult to be able to control how you feel. Mm -hmm. The problem is how do you control how you feel? Or maybe you can't control how you feel, but you can control what you do with how you feel, mm -hmm. but that's harder for others. Like it's, it's, it's not, it's not easy to control. So I'm married and sometimes I have a really, really good response. Mm -hmm. She's talking in my head. I'm not hearing none of that because I'm about to kill you with this one. <laughs> oh, this response is about to be so lit. Oh, you got a good one. Oh, I got. Oh, I got. Oh, I got one. That means you ain't listening though. Yep. How it don't it don't matter? Oh, okay. because my point is so solid. My point is so solid. Mm. Oh my gosh! Because one, I'm about to catch you up. We're gonna play these wordplay. You have said. Mm -hmm. This and then you said that. Which one is it? Hmm. I, I'm good at this. I'm, I'm good at this argument stuff. Does it have the to great be debate? That? But <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. It's like a battle. It is a battle. Who's right? Who's right? And who's oh wrong? yeah, because you want to win. You don't have to. Sometimes you got to not. And I had to. And I still am learning that. But mm. you don't have to win. And that is. It is much easier said than done. Yeah, because I be having to win too. Come on with it. But I don't have to like I don't I don't I just win. In this moment gracefully. We can say it shouldn't be an argument. It shouldn't be a win or lose. It should be us coming to a conclusion together. Mm -hmm. Communication. Communication. That's you, communi what it be. you hear the person out, mm -hmm. try to put yourself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. And they put they self in your shoes. And then it's not about being right or wrong. It's about coming to an agreement and a solution. Mm -hmm. What up, Roger? Hey. So, but, and here's the thing. In the moment, and it feel, I feel like you do the same thing, and I don't even know. What? In the moment. Go ahead, you sit down. In the moment, I know for a fact that I shouldn't say what I'm about to say. What you about to say? No, I'm just saying, like, as oh, we have a conversation. Oh, before you say something? For sure. Mm -hmm. So, okay, Roser, you and your wife is getting into it. Oh, Lord. What I walk into? <laughs> Come on, man. You're, you, know, you know, it's a very, sure. when it comes to entrepreneurship, I have very well-rounded conversations, okay? <laughs> so, they're talking, and in my head, I'm thinking, I have a really good rebuttal. Mm-hmm that you're not going to be able to refute, and I'm going to win this. But through all the personal development that I've gone through, something pops in my head that says, David, just let it go. Mm. It ain't that serious. Mm -hmm. 
David, let her win. Why? Because her feelings are valid. She is entitled to feel the way she feels. And nothing I say, there's a conversation I'm having in my head, nothing I say is going to convince her of that. But then this other thought creeps (laughs) in my head that says, this response, though, is going to put it in all. It's going to shut this whole thing down. But I'm intelligent enough to know that I shouldn't say it. Yeah. And then sometimes I can convince myself, you know what? I'm just going to let it go. (laughs) And then she finishes her thought. And out of nowhere, I don't know where. (laughs) The other. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Person wins and something spews out of my mouth. Blurt. That is so, um, what's the word? What's the word? What is not directly aggressive? Passive aggressive? Passive aggressive. So passive aggressive. <laughs> so condescending. Condescending, that's it right there. And I somehow convinced myself that I'm not... That I've let it go, but I say it in such a way. Mm-hmm. I know I should, but that's me not being able to control my actions based off of an emotion. So, um, you do that, don't you? I don't win like that. How you win? I, I win. I, I like to take the long route because I'm I'm a, I'm gonna bring it up another day. <laughs> I want to draw it out. <laughs> yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna let you have your one too. Okay, you did what you did. If I don't feel like arguing, all right, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. You started the little bank. Yep, and then <laughs> three months later, that moment <laughs> when you done let your guard down, and you ain't got that right, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bam. <Bam-bam. laughs> Lay it out. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I I do feel like maybe did my wife do that? Yo, because everything could be. Yo, here's what's crazy. I'm very everything strategic. could be perfectly fine. We're having a good day. <laughs> yep. It out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's, I just find it funny that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that time you was like. Yeah. Or, or she'll start with, can I ask you a question? Yep. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I did that today. On the way here, I was like, you know what? Something bothering me. Out of nowhere. Yep. Rose, to catch you up. There are some foundational principles to entrepreneurship. Uh, one of them, having a good idea. You have to have a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Number two is your ability to think through problems. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be fires to put out. You got to think through them. And number three is emotional intelligence. I mean, you have to have some sort of emotional intelligence to be a successful entrepreneur. So that's where this conversation is coming from. Let me get your perspective on emotional intelligence from a standpoint of an entrepreneur. Ooh, there's so many layers to it. Clinical definition, emotional intelligence. We're talking about self-awareness. You're talking about uh, self-discipline, self-control, things of that nature. My perspective in terms of entrepreneurship is the best way I can word it. I call it an emotional filter. Because you're going to have a bunch of stuff that you feel like not doing or things that you feel like doing. The emotional filter is to be able to separate what's, what's good for the health of the business versus what's good for me and being able to navigate that space. And kind of work, whether it's in sprints or in marathons, which is super, super hard to do as an entrepreneur. Because if not, if you fall in love with content creation, you're a content creator every day. When are you the CEO? Right. Mm-hmm. So like emotional intelligence is that gap between self-discipline, self-control. Self-control is responding to impulse. Self-discipline is making a decision. So self-control would be I'm only going to eat two cookies. Self-discipline is. Cookies not good for I ain't me. Even I'm not eat eating them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, emotional yeah. intelligence for entrepreneurs really understanding high levels of self awareness. This, these are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. Creating some level of self discipline to be able to guide and control yourself, penalty and reward, and being able to have accountability. I think some people uh, don't realize like none of us, none of us make the intention to be unhealthy. But like one small micro decision or lack of decision or indecision at a time, we end up where we don't want to be. All right, so like that's emotional intelligence too, to be able to have check in. So I got people around me that's that deep. hold me accountable on down the line. Be like, okay, best I'm gonna be in this area is this. Best I'm gonna be in this area is this. I need your help on this. Does yeah. that make sense? What's more dangerous? Yes, we got a call. Okay, um, <coughs> tell, Zell, go tell uh, Reese to check his text just to make sure that the cameras and the audio are still recording after the break and stuff like that. Just double check for me. All right, we got a call. We've got a call. We got? All right. All right, Ashley B., we have you on live Free Smoke with David and Friends. Ashley, what's up? Where you at? Ashley? Oh, how you doing? I'm good. Okay. How you doing? You good? <laughs> oh, y'all can- <laughs> hey, girl. Okay, hey, y'all. Hold on. Let me turn this down. Let me turn it down because I'm All listening right. to you Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely turn your, your, your video down. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm inspired by the two designers, and I am 6'2", and I want to start a shoe design, shoe line, SCB, Long Island by SCB. And I just wanted to know, what are your suggestions in starting that foundation from the two ladies? Love it. Uh, you want to start, Sid? Um. So you said you want to start, just to make sure I heard you right, um, this is Sydney. Um, you said you want to start a, you're 6'2", and you want to start a shoe company. Okay. Yes, I want to start a shoe brand for women with larger size feet. Okay, and what would it start at, and what would the smallest size start at? 
Um, I would say eleven. Okay. All the way up to maybe a fifteen. Okay. How, how do you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Smallest is eleven. Male? Women? <laughs> no, that's women. I wear I wear size fourteen. I'm six oh. two, so yes. And it's hard for me to find shoes that oh, actually come. Oh, just for Did the you? people who have larger feet. Yeah. Did you? Yes. Only that I asked that because I I thought about that and then I also did a little market research. The reason why I was wondering why you would start at 11 only because the research that I've kind of done on that area is that like an eight and a half, nine, I know I'm a size 10 and a 10 be gone. 10, 11, you can't get them. They are sold out. When I worked at H&M, even the shoes that they had, they're going to be gone. Size 10s are out. You not going to find them. And then when you go up, you can't hide, find them. And then I think a 13 was really non-existent. A lot of brands, shoe brands didn't even sell 13. So it was like 12 was the cutoff. And if they did have a 13, they were ugly shoes, horrible shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I was asked. I would kind of look into that, maybe bringing it down to maybe a nine um, because of the fact that I will say I'm a 10 and I can't find nothing even if I do a 10 and a half, 11, like they're gone. And then of course I really, I can understand you with going large because there's like the options for size 13, 14 are pitiful. Oh. Um, so I would say do more market research on that to see. Um, I don't know if you're just in the beginning, so you don't have a name for the brand, but if you don't have a name for the brand, if you have social media, I would definitely poll um, that way. And then I would poll that way, social media to see who are the girls that like what size they kind of wear. And then you can do that as well. Um, and are you looking to white label, which white label or go through wholesaling would mean that you're going to put your name on shoes that are already available or are you looking to product development to go into manufacturing? Oh, yeah, it would be manufacturing product development, for sure. Okay. Okay, so I guess she wants to understand the process of developing. Uh, you got any steps on that? Um, I would say do more research. Um, go on, like, Alibaba, AliExpress. There is a website. It's, like, ThomasNet.com or Thomas.com where you can see, like, all of the manufacturers that's, like, in America. Um, I would say, like, do research within there. Um, figure out, like, what kind of designs and and stuff that you want to put together. So when you're talking to these people, you have something that you're gauging your conversations and growing your conversations on. Um, remember that they, like, real people, too. A lot of them are, like, Chinese, especially when you on Alibaba and stuff like that. Um, you can FaceTime them. So that way... Before you begin to sample and go through the whole process, you could get a feel. Um, whenever I talk to a manufacturer, I always ask them, like, what's the process? Like, what are all the things that I need in order to produce this design or to produce produce this thing? And those are the best people to talk to because they're going to tell you, okay, you need a tech pack. So then all you got to do is figure out, how do I get a tech pack for this thing? What is a okay, tech pack? It's like, a, it's like your design on flat on a piece of paper, though. But, like, every single piece of 
what you want on your on your thing. Right. So the so you know? the details, even mm-hmm. like I wanted this amount your of sleeve. inches for a size mm-hmm. medium and exactly. like this is the width, all that kind of stuff. Just yep. for those that's listening that don't understand. I've been I've been in space for a minute, so yeah. that's why I just want you to, you know, explain it like that. Yeah. No, it, but I am on the uh, website thomasnet.com. Yeah, I never even heard of this. This yeah. you put me on. Thomasnet.com, over five hundred thousand commercial and industrial suppliers. Mm-hmm. That's next level. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so um, did you have anything else to help her out with? Um, also looking mm-hmm. competitors because I know it's a young lady. The brand is called, I'm not sure. She's um, based out of Atlanta. She's 25. And she does, I think she starts at a size 9 and higher. But she does um, larger feet for like dress shoes and things like that, formal wear. So I guess figure out if you wanted to go the formal wear route or you're going to go in form, like what's to niche further down? Like, what do you want to do? Because there are other competitors in your space and I would look at what they're doing too. And she's in Macy's. Uh, this is, this is good too. Like you can literally, I'm, like I'm on here right now, just search, searching shoes and it'll come up. So is this better than Alibaba or what? Um, so I think all of those are like in America. Oh, but it's it's, oh, it's those companies, the same type of stuff that's in, you know, other countries, but here in America. But you I can like find that. anything. I was looking to get my own glue manufacturer and I wanted to get a reverse engineer and I found a lot of good different places on there. Good, good. Okay. Did that help, Ash? It definitely helped. And y'all said it was called thomasnet.com. Is yeah, that what it's Thomasnet, called? Thomasnet, T-H-O-M-A-S-N-E-T.com. Okay, and I just want to say, y'all, thank y'all. Just even facing the anxiety to come on here live, I appreciate y'all. So that was like a next step I had to reach. So thank y'all so much. Absolutely. Good, good. Okay, um, I was about to say something. What was I about to say before I was really interrupted by that call? I'm just playing. Um, I think it was about risk. Uh, I don't think that was it. Mm-mm. It's cool. Um, anybody else? Uh, like, just make sure you send a text message. We'd love to hear, take your questions right now. Um, so, uh, uh, emotional intelligence. How do we stop ourselves from reacting? Oh, this is what this was my question. I was going to ask this to you and all of you all. What's more dangerous? Someone that's ignorant, meaning they don't know. Or someone that knows and still continues to act against it. The person that knows. Say it again? The person that knows. So why you be doing what you be doing? I don't be doing nothing. I be chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I can't I can't I can't I can't explain why. And again, I'm I'm not like the most emotionally intelligent person. However, mm-hmm. I'm I've worked on it. Mm-hmm. I've worked on it. And I think some people quote quit based off emotion. So what's your what's your answer? You need you want a simple like this one or that one? Mm-hmm. Right. I need that Marcus Rozier. Okay. <laughs> All righty. Uh, unaware ignorance like is dangerous to themselves, right? I don't know what I don't know. So now I'm inflicting myself. I could be ruining a relationship that I need to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's the same as a person who is self-inflicting or harming themselves because the only way I see me is through you communicating to me what I need to change, right? Mm. So that's unaware ignorance. I don't know it. I'm ignorant to it. You're informing me, and I reject it. Mm. 
aware ignorance. I'm aware of it, and I'm so ignorant that I am. I don't even allow mm-hmm. information to enter in. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm making a decision to stay ignorant. So I think anytime you inform me of what you see with your eyes, and I can also see that I'm doing, I reject that as if you're making it up. Mm. <laughs> Although it keeps playing itself out. You ever seen someone who keeps having the same experience with multiple people, mm-hmm. and they feel as if everyone is narrating uh, something against them? Right, so I think both are dangerous. One is self-inflicting; the other is dangerous because it's harmful to other people. God, you know what I'm saying so. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm ignorant, I'm harming me. If I'm aware and just make the decision, and I know I'm harming other people, which in essence eventually harms me too. So mm-hmm. both are equally dangerous. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I agree with um, Marcus on it. Everybody in that situation gets harmed. So. Being ignorant, just you not knowing what's going on, you harming other people. But then I still feel like you're harming other people around you in that same sense. But if you if you're if you do know like I'm harming other people, the every, more pe- it's going to be the same thing. Everybody's getting casualties at wars is happening. Mm. As mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, have and I I want to talk to you two, um, and I know you got to you got to run in a second. At five, I'm leave um, okay, cool. Um, as as an entrepreneur, has there been emotional moments where you've just made the wrong decision? Like, yo, I can't take all this stuff right now. I'm just going to leave. I'm just I'm, I'm closing down early. I'm straight, or I just don't feel like posting today. How often do these things affect you? Nowadays, it not it doesn't affect me now. But I used to. I quit twice. I gave. I gave away all my materials. I gave away oh, my wow. sewing machines, mannequins. I don't want to talk to y'all. Don't ask me to sew nothing. I didn't sew for years wow. because mm. I was over it. Mm-hmm. Man, what were you over? First of all, I just was. Over, I just was very overwhelmed. Period. Just because prom season is very overwhelming, anyways. And then I was already on the verge of quitting just because. Like, I can't do nothing else but sew dresses. Like, I'm tired of sewing dresses. I want to do something else. Like, I can't do anything but sew when I'm mm. sewing. And then the pandemic hit, and then I was stuck with, like, $50,000 worth of dresses. And that put wow. the icing on the cake. And I was like, I ain't never making another dress <laughs> ever again. Yeah, but, yeah, it just, most of the time it comes just from being overly overwhelmed with the people it's like a thousand people want my attention i can't get on instagram i can't go live my life i can't do anything because everybody wants my attention everybody pulling me make me this dress and then you got the people that's upset about something then it just be a lot yeah gotcha Mm -hmm. sid um yes for me um as I stated in in my episode, I had a business partner. She's the McCoy to West McCoy, and that's still my best friend. Mm-hmm. And having her exit the company um, due to um, grief in her end, her mother passed away. When her mom passed away, and then she came to me, and I felt like God came to me and was like, hey, like, uh, she going to exit the business, and you going to take over the business? was a lot because I'm used to always having her. We had designated like, okay, she's good at this. I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, when it came to the marketing, when it came to not knowing that, Hey, 
I'm good at a lot of things. Um, to have to make decisions by myself solely became very overwhelming because you're solo dole at this point in time when you're used to having a business partner that was a great, when I tell you a great business partnership, we had a great business partnership. And so now I'm like, okay, if something happens or if I'm having an off day, I still got to push through compared to when you have a business partner, mm -hmm. somebody might be having a good day. Somebody might have a bad day. It balances itself out because you got that other person to depend on. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know anything, y'all both are like, we'll figure it out together. So I had to switch my mindset to be like, okay, you're solo in this thing. You're going to have to figure yep. it out. And how you were resourceful the first time, you can do that again. Yeah, for sure. Um, Rosier, to your emotions control, especially married, new baby, when you, like it's it's a lot mm -hmm. to handle. You know what I mean? It's not just uh, there. I think as you get more responsibilities in other areas of your life, you can't just separate them. Yeah, because you want you want to separate business from personal and all that kind of stuff, right? But it's hard because you're a person and you kind of take whatever you're dealing with from home into business and everything you're dealing with business to your house. So even like today, are there any um, areas of improvement for emotional intelligence? Oh my God, on an ongoing basis. Uh, I'm on this kick this, this year, man. That's like a primary area for me where that's actually a line item. Like, you know, when you're looking at data reports and you see them leads, conversions, sales, my emotional health is on the calendar. If you get what I'm saying, like normally I would plan my launches, my things for business now, Every time before an event and after event, I'm on the calendar to do nothing. You get what I'm saying? So when you're talking about taking work home, I try not to. Uh, I separate the two. Here's what I mean. I'm, I'm acutely aware of all the people I employ. I'm not going into an ignorant thinking a relationship is something that it's not. Mm -hmm. right? So I used to carry the weight of, man, if I got to make a decision for business, now it, I'm tense, I'm at home chilling with my girl, and I'm thinking about that. The moment I stop paying, my relationship with them ends. So I'm not going to carry an emotional weight that impacts the people I love when my relationship with them is financial. Yeah. The people that work for me care about their check. Yeah. Now they have care for me, but their needs trump mine. So it's like I try to make these mental and emo that's emotional intelligence. Like why would I carry and pull in that emotional weight of certain things or creating boundaries? Yeah. I, I pre-schedule everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a rhythm. Like, let's use when you're talking about carrying home. I only coach on Mondays. Yeah. That's it. That's a boundary in coaching. Mm -hmm. Hey, what if Monday don't work for me? I'm not your coach. Period. <laughs> I coach on Monday. Mm -hmm. I only do my content days and my staff trainings is Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Stuff related to spiritual development is Wednesdays. Thursdays are my think days. That is emotional intelligence. Is realizing I don't want to drop the ball in any of these, mm -hmm. so I give all of me in a rhythm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's what I had to do. If not, I was burnt out. Multiple companies, you know, like what some of the things that we have to do. Yeah, How am sense. I getting better? I do check ins, like on my phone. I do them twice a day. I actually just taught it to um, people in my CEO program. <laughs> we do um, what we call office hours three times a day, ten, ten, ten. Mm -hmm. Morning time, you set an alarm. Whatever time you choose is ten minutes. And you create what we call MVPs, your most valuable priorities for the day. Mm -hmm. If your wife on it, then you schedule that the way you would schedule a meeting or a coaching call and don't miss it. 
If your health is on it, you just list your MVPs, your most viable priorities. Your mid-checkpoint, your second 10-minute, and it literally should only take 10 at first, you just want to be consistent, is what we refer to as VIPs. It's a filter. Because you're looking at your list of MVPs, all the stuff you got to do, but mid-part of the day, it's like, shoot, I'm running out of time. So you ask, is it valuable, is it important, is it profitable? And you start eliminating things off your MVPs. Mm, that's not valuable, important, or profitable. It got to be three for three. Gotcha. It got to be all three. Yeah. Okay. So that's mid part of the day. Imagine you made a list on your MVPs of seven things. Mm -hmm. But now it's three o'clock and you got to be done by six. You need a filter for your second check-in. Mm -hmm. So you can make sure, oh, shoot, I got to be done by six. All right. Uh, all right. This one got to be done. So now you, you create this list for the next Power hours, what we call it. All right, mm -hmm. give yourself one hour to blitz through your top VIPs. Yeah. That's efficiency. Last part of the day, your last check-in as you wrap up the day at 6 o'clock is your profit planning and scoring. Where it's like, okay, you're looking back over the day and you're looking forward into the next day. That ain't number 30 minutes. It's 10, 10, 10. I taught them that because now your emotional health should be in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like That ain't just to-do list. That is... How do I want to feel? Am I burned out? Am I tired? So if I say my MVPs are to uh, make sure I, I spend undisturbed time and go, my wife like to go for walks. I ain't really my vibe. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I look on it, and that was on my MVP for Wednesday. We also do date night on Wednesday nights. Every Wednesday except the first Wednesday of the month. First Wednesday of the month, teach Bible. You see how clear it is, right? Mm -hmm. That ain't but 30 minutes. So it's like... I'm telling you principles that I instituted in my life because I know what it is like to be overextended and to look as if you are um, flaky or yeah. non-responsive when really you just overextended. You yeah. look like you're like, man, you ain't dependable. I am. I'm just, I got, I said yes to you and seven other people. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is good, man. Wait, yeah. so, so you said the first 10 minutes you go through your priority list. Yeah, that's yeah, your MVPs, your most valuable priority. So it's like, if you know, I don't typically work before 10. Okay. First part of the morning belongs to me. So I want to know how am I, I want to hear from me and God in the morning. So normally when people text me early, they don't get a response to at least an hour later because of how locked in I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? By 10, I already know my MVPs. So okay. I start work then. I don't, I don't like to organize at the same time I'm in execution. Okay, I got you. You get what I'm saying? You so should like, already know before. Yeah, because the night before, you're already in a rhythm. Okay. if you sit to plan your work at the same time you're doing your work, you can't execute exactly. at a high level. You need time to have already know what it is. When you go into studio, I already know what I'm filming. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got you. This is good. MVP, I know I'm talking fast. That all makes sense. Like, it does. Three, that's, that's, that's really good. Three office hours, 10, 10, 10. I think, it's, I, I think that's super important, man. And uh, like knowing... Who you are, and that comes to like self awareness. You need to know what boxes to put yourself in. You know what I mean? Because you probably know that if you don't have these boxes or these boundaries, then everything's gonna crash. Yeah. Because if me without guardrails, it's a problem. Yeah. If I'm not even I don't if I function well without structure. Oh, bro. Like I, bro. I, I, that I I just can't do it. Yeah. Here and here's what's cool too. There are some people who don't like structure but they need it they need it so mm -hmm. bad oh my god yep. I yeah i need i know i know i know keep your judgment to yourself <laughs> golly 
I need. I oh, know. It's you. I oh, you. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't like it, but I need it. Yeah. I need it. If so, my goal is to be home by like five or six o'clock every day. Mm-hmm. Without that goal, I'm here all night. Oh yeah. Now it's not that I get home at five o'clock every single day, but because I have that in place, mm-hmm. I know internally there's like a um, there's a clock. Mm-hmm. That says, oh, 5.30, I, f- I feel something. Yeah. 6 o'clock, I'm starting to get anxiety a little bit. I'm still here at 6.30. I know I better send a text message. But that's what I did. Also, yo, also, man, listen. Y'all really got to find your blind spot. So I get super frustrated when things are late. So Zell knows, like, if, like for this, like, 3 o'clock, if 2.50 hits. So 2.30, I'm like, yo. Let's get this TV on. Let's make sure the audio's checked. Call in. This is working. Mm-hmm. 2.45, 2.50, 2.53, my tone gets more aggressive because I am in, I don't know what it is about like being on time. Mm-hmm. I need this. So I have been blessed to have a business partner that's always late. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's pretty cool this year. She's made it like a point for herself that I'm mm-hmm. going to be on time. And this whole year she's been on time, but historically she's always late and not 15, 20 minutes late, but three, four minutes late. But that burns me. And like, she just come in, Hey, good morning. And I'm sitting there like, it's 10.05, <laughs> huh? What's up with you? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then I had to realize, and again, I say I'm blessed to have a business partner that's late because that gave me an opportunity to work on that issue. Because the issue isn't that she's late. The issue is I'm getting frustrated that she's late. Mm -hmm. That's the real problem. Mm -hmm. So if I never had that person to, uh, to, 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 to spark that in me, I couldn't realize, okay, it's happening again. And Dave, it's, it's six minutes. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's not like we're going live. (laughs) We're just recording. It's cool. So, like, that is something that I've been working on. And in my head, I'm thinking, I could have, every time she comes in, I'm, no, 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 no. And it could ruin the entire relationship mm-hmm. because I'm not emotionally intelligent to know that this is a me problem, not her. Mm. So that was, like, a realization that I had, like, probably the second half of last year. And it becomes easier and easier for me to deal with it because um, I know it and this is now a challenge for me. And I'm working on it, so I'm, I'm better at it now. Mm. And one thing I noticed that when you begin to, like, work on yourself in that way, those outside problems that used to irritate you will probably begin to uh, dissolve. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's a fact, man. Begin to dissolve. Goodness gracious. And I, I don't think we should hold on to those long. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, it's okay for my daughter to cry about not getting something and be upset because she's two. Yeah. But not at twenty. Mm. Not at thirty. You know what I mean? There are some people who never stop the process of crying because you ain't get what you want. <laughs> and acting out because you ain't get what you want. Yep. Going to the prisons, you'll find there's a lot of people that acted out because they didn't get what they want. And that process as a child never stopped. Mm-hmm. 
So we have to become emotionally intelligent. I'm like, for myself, how long am I going to live with this extreme frustration at other people being late? Mm. How long am I going to like cry and get upset? So we can't, whatever it is that we're dealing with, it's okay for right now because you have it already, but it's not okay to be dealing with this by the end of the year. And I don't know what that is for the person that's listening, but it's important for you. So um, before we move on, anybody else on that? You got something you got to share? I was going to ask, what's the what's the, the distinction between like just normalizing, accepting that's them and it's somebody you got to work on or caring enough about the relationship to communicate the boundary of how what you do affects me? Say that, say that one more time. Right. So if it's a, if in your example, mm-hmm. person always late, oh, it's not that big of a deal. There is, sip like, how long could you work at a deficit where you're having to be sacrificial of your needs for someone else's, right? Before challenging the person and communicating, not in the anger, but like, yo, let's figure out something that works both ways. You know what I'm saying? The balance between it. I made a rule to myself. Because to your point, we talk about acting out. All acting out is not visibly seen. Some people use their silence as a weapon. Uh, oh, they my know gosh. That that's can- my sharpest tool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. like, so I know- I'm so good at that. Right? And, and normally, normally that is right. You know the person cares. People don't use silence as a weapon if you feel like it doesn't matter. When you know they care and you withdraw yeah. your communication to a person, that's your weapon. Some people use their words and they speak mm-hmm. out. And say rude things. Some people use their actions. So it's like, how does it get to that point? How does it bubble up? I think sometimes not having the conversation. So yeah. I'm not the type of person. As an entrepreneur, here's what I think some of us have to understand. As an entrepreneur, we are wired to see see something and move towards it and fix it. If not, we're not real entrepreneurs. Yeah. Uh-huh. True entrepreneurship is where you take on the burden and the weight, or in essence, to work for free for a group of people to solve their problem for them and then market how you solved it for them, mm-hmm. right? So you saw something, you moved towards it. Hey, somebody, um, there's not a, the young lady, there's not a lot of people who wear big sizes. She's trying to solve a problem for a group of people mm-hmm. who are struggling with something she's going to spend money to solve. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd be naive to think that that part of your personality shuts off in a relationship. Mm. <laughs> you bring you to all aspects for, of it because entrepreneurship is not just a business, it's a wiring. You're wired in a way that the filter of your life perceives and processes information. Your RAS, reticular activating system, sees and filters into your world things that you see that nobody else sees. Mm -hmm. Somebody else see blood and say, oh my God. Somebody else see it and say, let me see. Entrepreneurs see things differently. Mm -hmm. So in my relationship, I understand I can't turn that part of me off and she'd be crazy because she benefits from that side. So what part of me would say, oh, that's cool, or say, nah, we got to bring some, we got to bring some structure. Now, uh, I think I think that the the, um, the uh, it's it's a complex situation, right? Yeah. Because so let's say, for instance, Donnie, she knows it, and again, I'm super proud of her because she, on her own, was mm-hmm. like, yo, this is something that I'm going to be working on. We all got something we need to be working on, so, so she true. won't mind me sharing it. But I, she knows how I feel. And I've said it, but then she comes late again, and then I can say it again. At some point, I have to realize yeah. that I'm either going to accept yeah. her the way she Got is. It. That's exactly what you have yeah. to do, right? Because I can say, like, if 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 it's me and my wife, like she just she doesn't have the. So you can imagine 
if this happens with Donnie, and this is once a week, my wife is the same way. I have this internal clock where we're supposed to leave at 7 o'clock. <laughs> and you're, you just started your makeup <laughs> at 7. Oh, I lady is related. Huh? Oh, <laughs> bro. I don't know what's going on. Like, it's... It, it, I, I... At some point, you got to realize that you can't fix other people. Yep, yeah. you have to accept So you have to accept, are. am I going to accept this person and love this person for yep. who they are? And then I start looking internally. Mm-hmm. This is a me thing. It's not them. And anytime you have something where there's a weak spot where the enemy can like really press on that button, yep. that button will always be pressed until it can't anymore. Mm. So me and my wife, we haven't argued about her timeliness in a while because that's something I realized, ooh, I needed this experience. Mm-hmm. I'm better now. Mm. I can expect it. So now I just got to lie. Like, we were supposed to be there at 8. <laughs> I tell <laughs> you, her we were supposed to be exactly. there at 7. You figured out a solution. I'm a, crit- I'm a strategic are, thinker. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, and she always guessing, like, David, okay, listen, uh, is it 8, 8, or is it 7? I'm really going to be on time this time. But it's really cool because now, once I let it go and stop like arguing about it, she's even improving in that area. Mm-hmm. So once you let go of you trying to change people, yep, and you realize, okay, it's something I got to work on. Jeez. Oh my gosh, life gets sweet. Life gets sweet, bro. True. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna stay out, I'm gonna stay out of this. One. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yes. we have learned we just don't ride together. Right? <laughs> For real, like because. We're going to get there in a bad mood. Like, yeah. yo, I'll meet you there. But, me no, 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 no. You're going to have a bad mood. Yep. You're going to be in a bad mood. And you're going to cause her to be in a bad mood because she don't think nothing's wrong with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you think everything's wrong with it. So you need to figure out a way. Yo, try this one time. Try this one time. Do, does your lady Just, Does your lady do it even if you got to speak somewhere? Hey, I really want to go with you. Absolutely. And still, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now I know how to navigate that. Acceptance over expectations. Mm-hmm. So if I got to speak at five, they, they told me I got to be there at 3.30. Mm-hmm. So if I got to be there at 3.30, she's going to cause me to get there at 3.45, 4. But I ain't really got to be there until 4.45. I'm happy. She's happy. We both arrive at a happy place. Not you crack the code. I, bruh, it's, mm-hmm. the moral of the story is, fellas, you got to lie to your lady more. No, why would you say <laughs> that? <laughs> That's 100% the moral of the story. That's 100% the moral. No. Never buy your two relationship <laughs> And that that, that helped me with even like Mm -hmm. customers and interactions in business Mm -hmm. because I realized if my customer or somebody I'm trying to do business with is making me mad, the real issue isn't what they're saying. The real issue is how I'm internalizing it. Now, I can decide whether to work with the person or not, but however it goes, you're not about to ruin my day. Mm. So next point, next point. I think this is a good one. Uh. Number one was you got to have a good idea. Foundational principles of entrepreneurship. This is the stuff that they don't tell you as an entrepreneur. That you have to have a good idea. Mm-hmm. The ability to think through problems. You got to have emotional intelligence. And you have to have some sort of internal motivation. If your only motivation is when you see a video. 
or when you and your friends start talking about business, that's when you get excited. Or when the pastor gives a message, you are inspired in that moment. You got to figure out how to have like how to create, like incubate that feeling and keep it with you on a regular basis. And I know you, you're, you're short on time. So I want to know what that internal motivation looks like for you to keep going when you ain't feeling it. When I'm not feeling it, I still got a lot of bills. <laughs> I got a baby. Financial um, motivation. I ain't mad. Yeah. What keeps me going is it's bigger than me. So I have this thing on my um, on my whiteboard. It says that don't be selfish. It's bigger than you. Which mm. this thing that I'm creating is not even about me. So if I just don't do anything towards it today, I'm not hurting myself. I'm hurting whoever it is that I'm supposed to help. That's one of my internal motivators. You got a child, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she can child inspire you? She, she does inspire me. Like In she, she done went through so much. Like I just want her life to be the best life ever. Like I just want her to have every single thing that she needs. When she becomes sixteen, I want to be able to provide her with those things so she could be successful. So if you want to be a business owner, if you want to go to college, if you want to do whatever, I want to be able to create that avenue for her to take whatever route she wants to take, I so she it. could be free. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sydney, I want to have a conversation with you mm-hmm. because I'm not 100% sure you have that internal motivation mm-hmm. because there's no reason, like even in the hot seat that we did, there's no reason that you should have uh, produced such little results. Mm-hmm. And... What? Especially if especially if you work with Jans. Like ten months, a thousand dollars, and you work with Jans, because I've been inside that course, like well, you have we no were in a different that's how like it was different because I didn't do the Excel. So you didn't do the the middle. I did ecom elementary. Okay, I was about so to that say was, there's yeah. there's no excuse yeah. because when I say she lays every single thing mm-hmm. out from your back end, she mm-hmm. she she's not telling you, oh, get dressed and post pictures on the internet. Mm-hmm. She's telling you, this is how you order your inventory. This yep. is how you do this. This is how you get rid mm-hmm. of your inventory. This is how you run a sale. This is your profit margin. Mm-hmm. Like she. For all that. That's so a good with all that, that's do. the one thing like I heard people say they went viral and their back end wasn't done. My back end was done. I didn't have any problem on that. So yeah. because of her. So making sure that. I had my like I had a whole thing of my inventory count mm-hmm. uh, down to you know how we check it in like me and her had came up with a system of how you know mm-hmm. in inventory we didn't even talk about that until because like purchasing inventory she wanted to make sure that you had the basics down of like is this an actual is this going to be an actual business because a lot of times we and I say include myself. We do stuff because of what we want to do. But that's what I was saying, doing the market research. Like, yeah. we went through that part of the market research. So now you got to do the work. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you have a problem with, like, setting up the stuff on your business. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think you spent a lot of your day just setting up, getting mm-hmm. ready to get ready. Yep. But my fear for you in this moment right now is you've got a moment of exposure. Mm-hmm. And people are coming to support, mm-hmm. and you have a really good product, and people, the eyes are on you. Mm-hmm. 
but eventually people are going to forget about that clip. Mm -hmm. And based on your historical uh, actions, mm -hmm. you traditionally take your foot off the gas. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you, even in this moment, you have an internal motivation. You have a motivation to do something now because there's some, some energy around your brand. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with you in the next six months mm -hmm. when this moment has passed. Mm -hmm. You need some sort of internal motivation that, that gets you up every single day. And that's honestly, I'm a little nervous right now because I don't know how you're going to handle it. And hopefully you're not the old you, but the old you yeah. would just stop. Any mm -hmm. yeah. responses? I would say what that internal GPS, I guess, inside of me is the anxiety. Mm. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt since the clip or just in general. I wouldn't even just say because of the clip, but the anxiety that I have felt of like, oh, I'm letting people down. Not even just let, I mean, letting my customers down or... Like, how can I build something that is sustainable? Because, of course, I want to say it's about the sale. And it is about the sale. I'm not going to lie and say it's not about the money. Mm -hmm. But the anxiety that I've felt, I would say, since January 1st of like, like I'm uncomfortable. I can't breathe. It's a, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And I need to be able to breathe. Yeah. So I got to keep on going like that I, I can't explain or voice or verbally talk about that feeling but it's like I can't breathe I've never had that before this yeah ever before I'm like okay we gotta figure this because I can't good. breathe good good love it love it Rosier internal motivation it's it's a uh, it's one of the major challenges as entrepreneurs, especially you go to an event, you leave motivated, hyped up, page full of notes. Yeah, yeah. Three weeks later. Out of there. Gone. So talk to me. Like, what? where where do we find this internal motivation? Mm. I got a lot of different thoughts. So I don't want to talk at people. I'd rather talk with them. Come on. Uh, my journey, I think we can, we can vacillate between both. Um, at a certain point, it's being it's being honest. What I call self honesty, right? So the highest form of the highest form of self love is self honesty. Mm -hmm. So when people say, "Oh, you got to love on yourself," the way you do that is by being honest internally to mm -hmm. say, "I've got to get better at this." I've got it. so for me, I was a expert procrastinator. The reason I say expert, when you learn a million ways to convince yourself that you work better under pressure, that is not true. Mm. most people lie so loudly that they believe it. I believe that I work better under pressure when really I just procrastinate it. Because what happens is if who I am as a person, a person who is my life is built around helping other people, your life is not set up to help people when you procrastinate because you always got to choose between you and them. It puts you in conflict. You're one emergency away from being selfish all the time. You're one emergency away from being selfish. All the time when you procrastinate. I was that. 
So if I wait to the last minute and I got to have something done by three and you call me at 220 and you have an emergency, I got to choose between you and me, mm-hmm. even though I love you. Yep. <laughs> yep. So procrastination robs you and you convince yourself. So like I was that. And year after year, I told myself I would do this. I would do that. I would go. I would pay, go to events. It broke for me in 2010, October 10, 2010. That's really what I celebrate as my birthday, although my birthday is in May. Because that's the day I was born. I made a determination to to every single day. I made a commitment to God to give him 10% of the day. Instead mm. of tithe. And to the gift that he gave me. It was just to make sure I didn't go day after day after day doing nothing. Does that make sense? So that, like speaking, eliminating alms. I was like, what people see now is like, man, teach me how to speak, bro. I'm 14 years strong just de- developing these things. Here's my point. From October 10, 2010, making a commitment to every day invest in certain areas or to move forward or put like what I tell people when I go to an event, I put the information on my calendar. So then I meet with the information following it. Mm. Why? It seems like I'm highly organized when really I'm just trying to protect myself yeah. from what I am. <laughs> <laughs> you get like me, me scheduling everything is me protecting myself from procrastinating. Wow. Right, so that broke 2010, 2015. I'm like, okay, I've been saying I'm going to write a book for years. It sounds genius to say you wrote 23 books in three months. You wrote your first book in, in, a, in 10 days. No, it was one chapter a day so I could stop procrastinating. That, that feeling of when you finally keep your word to yourself, self-honesty, changes everything for yeah. you. It's a feeling that, that you don't even understand when you can give yourself a promise and keep a word to yourself. Yeah, it changes who you are as a person. So I would say for any person, you you owe it to yourself to figure out what it would look like if every time you gave yourself a promise, you kept it. It <sighs> it will change your entire life. This and to good. give yourself an actual, where my camera at? Thoughts on it. And to give yourself no excuses and no outs. If you can tell yourself today that I'm going to do X by this date. And nothing externally happens. It ain't C-19, 2021, 22. Nothing internally happened. You ain't sick, nauseous, no flu, no sickness, no vomiting, and no emergency happened. And you don't do it. That's an area that needs for you to improve in personal development, accountability, and self-honesty. Because there's nothing preventing you. So what you want to do, here's the spiritual side, is qualify and prove to God that he can trust you with people. Because if he can't trust you with yourself, he's not going to be able to trust you with people. And if you build a business and you have never been able to meet a deadline, on the other end of someone's money is not going to change you to meet deadlines. Wow. Golly. Man, yeah, just hit a little button or something. I don't know, J-Star. Golly. Hey, um, I think this is very important. Hey, listen, y'all. Call in. Call in. Well, send a text. Don't call. Don't call. Don't call. Send a text message. We would love to have uh, hear your voice and uh, calling your thoughts. Questions, 404-421-5732. Send a text message. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we have uh, myself, Mr. Marcus Y. Rozier. We also got uh, CEO Wes McCoy, Sydney in the building, who's uh, formerly known from the hot seats. I was like, man, her face looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. She was, she was the $1,000 in 10 months. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Yo, a million something views on that. On That's that a reels. good opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because yeah. imagine a year from now coming back and now, like, hey, look what I did. That's yeah. a great episode. Yeah, yeah almost $800 in 17 days. She did $1,000 in 10 months since the episode. But you can see the difference just looking at their pay, her page. Like, there's motion, there's activity, there's oh. creativity, there's content, there's... It's just I'm super proud of you. Thank I you. am super duper proud of you, man. So um, for those that are, uh, make sure you send that text message. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so we're talking about the things they don't tell you about entrepreneurship. You need to have that internal motivation. And I don't know what that is for you. And here's what I'll, I'll say, man. People said, before I had kids, people would say, man, once you, once you get some kids, they put the battery in your back to go provide. And I don't think that's true. Like, once you have kids, that becomes your why. It don't. It ain't enough. Mm-mm. It don't. Go ahead, talk, go, go ahead uh, pull that up. Um, one thing that I've learned, because before I had baby girl, as y'all can see right here, before I had baby girl, um, my why was one of my grandparents. And my grandparent passed away. So what can I, like, that no longer can be my why because you're no longer here. And not to bring down, but your why always has to be something that is is emotionally connected to you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, great, it can, be, it can be your child. You can want a better life for your child, but there's always a reason behind that. Facts. For me, I've been in situations where I've been homeless. I've been in situations where, look, I'm trying to figure out what I'm about to eat and put on the food, the table for tonight. Mm. I've been in situations where I've been in abusive relationships and things of that nature. My why, yes, I want a better life for her, but my why is because I want a better life for her because of the fact that I don't want her to go through those things that I've gone through. I don't want her to experience that. I want her to have options and not obligations in life. So that's my why. Although I want her to thrive, I also want to prove to myself that I can, like Marcus was saying, that I can follow through on the things that I'm saying I'm going to follow through on. That I can stand on the business that I've decided to to start. That I can serve the people that God has called me to serve. Mm -hmm. Got you. Yeah, you... Hit the nail on the head, man. Um, people claim that they're kids or, you know, other people, I do this for my family. But that's not the truth because you see people one moment say, y'all, I got to do it. I got to do it for my family. They're relying on me. Well, six months later, you're not grinding. You're not hustling. You're not out here. You're not doing the thing that you need to do. And you're distracted and you're you're you're, you're not doing what's required. So does that mean that you no longer care about your family? Like, mm. like people are so, I got to do it for my kids. No, you don't. Because you have to take you with you mm. every single day. Whether your kid, the kids be on the back of your mind. Now, there are other situations where some people are pushed because their why is a loved one. Meaning their loved one has something that they need medication that needs to be paid for and they don't have insurance. And if I don't go out and get this money, they die. 
It's a different, that's a, that's that's a, a different, different type of why. I have to go get this because there are some direct consequences. But you saying, because I want to get my mom this big house, this that, for, for the most part, for the most part, that is not going to be your motivation. So we need to find something internally that causes you to get up the times that you don't feel like getting up. Making the calls when you're afraid. Bro, there was a, uh, I stole this from somebody. <laughs> and I know who I stole it from, but I'm not going to say it. The first time I said it, I told the person that I stole it from them. You know what I mean? I said that. But now it's just, I heard it. And the next time I say this, I'll just say it. <laughs> Here we go. So he painted this picture and he asked, imagine there are two skyscrapers and these two large buildings are 50 feet apart from each other. And between the building that you're standing and the other building, there's a small walk path, meaning maybe the size of a ruler. So imagine a hundred, uh, imagine a building 50 stories high. In between these two buildings, it's 50 feet apart with the size of a ruler, which is the bridge between them two. If there was a hundred thousand dollars on that other building. Would you walk across these two buildings to go get a hundred thousand dollars? Would you? I'll be honest, no. No. A hundred okay. Let's say like you really been on your 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 what's it called? Like your your fitness journey and you feeling nimble, you like you ready to move. There's $500,000 on the other building. Would you do it? Half a million dollars. I oh, don't know. You've been working out. You've been preparing for this thing. Mm-hmm. Would you? I've, way, the, I've heard you say, I don't know, money, maybe because I have family members and then also my parents, like, I didn't grow up in in a struggling situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got you real quick. A yeah. million dollars. I would have to attack something else with that million dollars, okay. like something okay. not okay. Here monetary. We go. Here we go. Same scenario. Fifty stories high, buildings fifty feet apart, size of a ruler that you walk by. Mm-hmm. The other building is on fire, mm-hmm. and a loved one, the person that you love the most is on that other side. You got just enough time to go from this building to that building, get your loved one and bring them back. Are you going? Think about the person that you love the most. You don't got kids, right? No, I have got children, but uh, for my for, for my for my mother, I would. Your mother. And my She's dad, on the I would do it. Yeah. So without thought, you're going to get them. So some people put money on the other building and they're like, yeah, it'd be nice. It's a good idea. The money gets mm-hmm. high enough. I'll mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. But if 
there's a loved one on that other building that you are going to save. There's not a whole lot of, hmm, let me think. You said, you said a million, right? Uh, there's, no, there's no thought behind it. It's I'm going. If my baby is on the other side and the building's on fire, I got enough time to go get my baby and come back. I'm going, period. I'm not worrying about risking my life. I'm going. But when people's money is motivation, it really depends on how much money is over there, how much they think they can, they can get. It's internally, do I feel like I'm worthy enough? And it's not that dire of a situation. So today I'm not going to work. Mm -hmm. But we need something that's going to inspire us past the money. Mm. Because based on the money that you have right now, you haven't died. So it's cool. Still happy. Got enough to get a bottle with your friends. Food in your refrigerator, gas, if you got a car. So that's the inspiration, and that's how we have to look at it. We got to find something mm -hmm. that draws us past a new car or a new house because that doesn't last at all. Yep. So um, before we move on to the next point, anything else on internal motivation? Y'all good? Let's go. Number five. Woo! The things they don't tell you as an entrepreneur, you got to have some sort of risk tolerance. Mm. <laughs> risk tolerance. Uh, I talked about it in the very beginning. Y'all two weren't here. But um, there's, there's a couple different types of entrepreneurs. One entrepreneur says, I'm going to start this little business, mm -hmm. but I already have a job. Mm -hmm. So... It doesn't cost me anything to start this business. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's cool. If I sell my house and have a bunch of cash, I'll mm -hmm. get some inventory. Mm -hmm. And if I sell the stuff, I'd sell it. If not, it's cool. I got, it's not that big of a risk. Mm -hmm. I'm not spending my last. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll just start putting it together. If people don't like it, I'll just start something else. It's cool. It doesn't hurt me. You have this other entrepreneur where they have a slightly higher risk tolerance. Maybe they'll spend half their money to put it into something, but it's not going to kill them if it doesn't work out. Some person, they'll put their money into, you good? You need something? What's up? Huh? You text me. Okay. Hold on one second, y'all. We just, you actually could have told me. We not, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Let's get them to put it on a hard drive so that they can take it with them and then replace the cards. Oh, so get a hard drive from them. Yeah, see if he has one. Just try to work it out. That's cool. Dang, where was I? Risk tolerance. Risk tolerance, yes. So, and risk tolerance, the meaning is, risk tolerance is the degree of risk or uncertainty that is acceptable. They include aggressive, moderate, and conservative. Conservative, I'm going to put some of my money into something, a secure stock or something like that, and it might hit. Low tolerance. They might give me 10% a year, it's cool. I'll put some money into a life insurance plan, I'll put some money into my 401k, let it grow, 50 years, I'll be straight. Moderate, they have a higher tolerance but they're not really gonna go all in you know what i mean i got i got a couple dollars i'll put something into it i'll be mad if i lose it but it won't kill me but then you got that one entrepreneur and i've been there i don't know roger if you've ever been there where rent is due on the first rent is 1500 today is the 20th i have 1500 
I need more inventory today. And I got, if I spend this money right now, if I invest this money in inventory today, I will not have the money for rent, which means I've got 10 days to make this thing happen. I'm going to invest that 1500 Me, me, I'm that one. Yeah. I'm that one. I, I, I will put it all on the line because I have enough belief in myself that I, this is when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory now. I remember spending my last in hopes that I double up, double it up and make sure I, I, I can make that thing by the first, the latest, the third. But if it goes past the third, I'll just pay the 5% late fee but i'm all in here so there's three tell me talk to me about those three types of entrepreneurs from your perspective and their risk tolerance the first one i'm trying to remember the first one was person rent and the second yeah. one was what so conservative hold that we got a call right yes we okay got a call talk to me all right, Zeke Pro, you are on live with David and friends on Free Smoke. Zeke? Zeke Pro, better know. What's up, Zeke Pro? <laughs> I like hey, your energy right now. Yeah. What's up? How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Amazing. Amazing. How can we serve? Okay, hold on, hold on. You had a lot of time to figure this. You know what I mean? You was on hold for a minute. Yeah. All right, I'm back. I'm back. Can you guys hear me now? Absolutely. All right, so I'm an illustrator of my own children's book, and my mom is the author. Our book is called Do What's That Smell. Um, so what? I actually, oh, 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 I'm sorry, it's called what? I'm an illustrator of my own children's book. I and know my what's mom, the name of the book. It's called Do What's That Smell. It's available on Amazon. Do What's That Smell? Yes, Do What's okay. That Smell. Okay, go for it. And I'm also a Cleveland youth artist. I'm 16, and I have my own art that I sell. Um, and I just want to know, um, how can I improve myself as far as, like, selling my children's books to more people? Mm. Roger? <laughs> the way he just threw that thing. Well, number one, uh, it's so good to meet you. Zeke Pro, what did it do? Yeah. <laughs> so good to meet you. Uh, Zeke, you're in school right now. What else do you do other than school? Um, my mom teaches me um, different things. Um, as far as, like, getting myself out there. You know I'm saying? What community are you in? Like, you know, some people go to the gym. they in after-school curricular activities. Some people go to church. What's your community outside of school? Um, my mom put me in extracurricular activities. Dope. So, Zeke, I would start with when you say you're trying to get more sales at 16 with your community i would start with who i know so if i were you i would get really good at mastering your sales pitch so every time you're saying the same thing and then you're just learning how to overcome objections i'll tell you what i mean hey how you doing i'm zeke i'm a 16 year old entrepreneur who's passionate about it needs to be something that people are interested in hey i'm zeke i'm a 16 year old entrepreneur who who does illustrations to help kids overcome to Develop confidence and overcome bullying, right? That's a cause. Would you like to support me today by supporting a kid? That's a sales pitch. If we could just master that, we could sell a few books a day. Now you might have people say, "Here's." does that make sense so far? Like master writing down specifically my name, 
what I do, who it's for, would you like to help would you like to support me today? That's asking for the sale. Say it again. My name, what I do, who I do it for, and then ask for the sale. Would you like to support me today? Make sense so far, Zeke? Mm-hmm. And I've actually like went to grocery stores and other places and book fairs to sell my um my children's books. Dope. So I got it I got it down so far, like how to pitch myself and how to come up to people and approach them as mm-hmm. far as selling my children's books. I just wanted to learn how I can improve it, like getting it to more people, even on social media. Gotcha. So we're talking about content development, marketing, things of that nature. Well, at 16, I would learn all things computer. So I would be learning ads. Uh, like, I believe anytime you, 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 uh, just, man, this is crazy. I just talked about this last night. Uh, one of the biggest things, Zeke, early on in life, everybody can create something to sell. Very few people can learn how to sell it consistently. So the skill mm-hmm. I will be learning right now are skills that are partnering skills, right? So you know how to do illustration, but it's learning how to market. So first thing I would tell you is if you're not already doing this, whenever you're designing or doing anything with illustration, set up a phone and record it because that's your content. So do um, content curation versus creation. Just film you doing what you already do. When, if you got photos, videos of when you were in these places or you have somebody with you, let them film you going up and asking people to buy your book. That's a part of your content. So that's one way you can market it. Tell the people and keep encouraging people to join you on your journey to sell. Like set a big audacious goal and put it out there. Hey, I, my goal is that in the first quarter of the year to sell 100 books. Invite everybody you know on that journey. Get them tagging, talking about it. Now that's a content. That is a marketing campaign. So that's one thing we can do immediately. Start putting some content out there. Uh, second thing in terms of skill development so let's start getting serious about studying how to run Facebook ads. Here's why. You're gonna when you get the money, you'll be able to do it for yourself. But most importantly, people like myself are always looking for people that know how to run ads. If you can start right now, these are the all the ways that you can generate a whole lot of money if you decide to pivot from what you're doing. People that run ads, like my ad team is on a retainer, right? So they get thousands of dollars a month and I know they don't they're not doing it all day every day. <laughs> right. So that's a few things I could tell you without knowing your full story. So just start creating content, but the content should be focused on a major goal because at 16 it's it's easy to build a movement around your goal. So make everybody know what it is. It's not just by my book, it's not just the book, it's the overall goal. I want to get this book in, into the hands of 100 kids to help them do what? And that's your content. Oh, mission driven for sure. Look, I just went and, uh I just went and bought your book from Amazon. Uh, if you all search dude, what's that smell? And you'll see it's a black book with a green, a green fragrance and a black kid in the bottom right-hand corner. So, Dude, What's That Smell by Ashley B., illustrated by Zeke Pro. I uh, just found it on Amazon. Dude. It was only $11.11. I'll have it here by Monday. So, congratulations, first off. If When you went out to talk to people about your book, did they buy it? Yes, they did. Yep. When was the last time you did that? Um, it was a while ago. Like I would say like last month, like the end of last year. Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges with entrepreneurs is that we do something, it works, and then we stop doing what works. 
So for me, I can see something work. If I go do this thing and it works, you know what I would do the very next day, Zeke Pro? Do you know? Yeah, I, I would say you do it again. I would do it again. And then I would do it again. And then I would do it again. And then I would do it again. The consistency of you doing it does a couple things. You're 16. You'll always make money. You understand? You'll always make sales. As a 15, at a 16-year-old girl, you're a girl? Yes. Okay. I, no, I just, you know, like a young <laughs> voice. I just want to be clear. And uh, what's up? You good? What? For what? What well, old boy? Oh, I got you. Just give me a minute. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm done at six. Be all, right. all right. So you'll always make money at 16. The problem is the clock is ticking on your young, cute self. Because eventually you're 17, then you're 18, then you're 19, and then you're a grown woman trying to sell me a book. If you didn't say you were 16, I would not be buying your book right now. I'm telling you that off rip. You would have to like convince me that I got to see if I need it or if I'm feeling good that day. But you're 16 year old, 16 years old, and I bought your book because no other reason than you're 16. So you need to use that, but you better hurry up because you're losing it every day. Every day you get more and more grown, and grown people don't want to support that. So if you really want to, like, you need to be in the malls, you need to be talking to people, you need to find these groups of people where there's adults like me, and I don't even know, but Roger picked up his phone, he's probably buying your book. I just, I just know who he is. So your $11 book, it's a no-brainer for me because you're 16. You don't need no strategies. You don't need no marketing. You need to find human beings, mm. ask them to buy your story. So good. Not your book, but buy your story. Like Roger said, there's something something needs to be attached to their purchase. What do we attach to this book? One, the fact that you're 16. Two, you're gonna be a successful entrepreneur. And an adult like me, they want to see you doing something positive. Somebody with a dream is attractive to me. You need to have some sort of mission. Where you're showing other 16-year-olds, yo, you can have an idea. You can illustrate. You can make this thing happen. We need to put another thing attached to this book. The fact that you have a mission. You can have another thing attached to this book. Me and my mom did it together, and this is the thing that keeps us together. Our relationship is attached to this book. Anything you can compile for reasons for someone to buy this book, you need to start putting it on there. But you only get better by continuing to tell the story. So today, I want you to sit down with your mom and start crafting the story. And it's not a long story. It's like a few sentences. But I want you to perfect those few sentences and say those same few sentences to every single person that you meet. It's going to feel robotic. It's going to feel like a script to you, but they've never heard it. Hey, what's going on? My name is Zeke Pro. I wrote a book with my mom and it's about do what's that smell. This is why we wrote it. And I'm going to be a super successful author. Um, you just have to wait the next five years. But if you buy this book, this is going to be a collector's item. Yo, how much would we pay right now? Just think about this. How much would we pay for a, a, a cassette mixtape 
that Jay-Z sold you 30 years ago with handwriting on there. Yeah. It's worth more than the tape yeah. itself. How much like how much would someone pay for a I'm talking about not not the the album. I'm talking about something that Biggie put together in his basement and he sold it when he was a kid. I'm just saying, you need to paint that picture and you say the same thing every single time. You will make millions, I'm telling you. You will make the news, I'm telling you. Somebody's going to record it. Hey, give me that pitch again one time. Somebody's going to record it and you're going to go viral and Tabitha Brown's going to call you. You understand? Yes, I do. All right, so you're going to go out there and get it? Yes, I will. Don't lie to me, Zeke Pro. I'm not lying to you. All right, let's get it. Thank you. Cool. You're very welcome. All right. We got to, what's up? We got to You got to go? Okay. It's all good. Now do your thing. It's all good. This is a very free flowing show. Uh, what's the name? Uh, 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 Bakari. She, well, she told me she had a dip. So she just like got her things and dip. This is a long show. We're going to be done in a few minutes though, guys. Uh, but thank you so much. You got anything to say before you leave? Um, thank you for allowing me on the show. I did not know. Uh, yeah. You just said pull up. So I uh, and thanks for everybody. If you haven't gone to see the full episode of Social Proof Hot Seats um, with me, Sydney West. It's a good one. Um, it's a really great one. It's the best that you had. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, and then, of course, go and check out uh, West McCoy. We sell plus size. We're the very first plus size denim brand based out of Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's www.west-mccoy.com. Buy you some denim. Um, I'm shipping out orders. I've been getting orders. So Let's go. thanks for the support, guys. I love it. Good stuff. Thank you so much. Um, all right, Rosier, and then there was two. Just us, bro. Okay, it's just us, man. We go we we gotta we gotta add some real value. We got holding it down. Yeah, we're gonna hold it down. All right, so uh risk tolerance. There's three types of entrepreneurs, Rosier. One conservative risk. Very conservative. I don't know how heavy I'm gonna go. Mm. Or I'm not going heavy at all. Very conservative. You got moderate. A little more risky. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm willing to risk some things. Not at all, though. I'm not going all in. But then you got that aggressive entrepreneur. That's it's sometimes foolish to go that heavy. Yeah. So, like, let's talk about this risk tolerance for a minute. Woo. Oh, I, 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 I don't believe that you can make it in entrepreneurship without it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, the way that I describe it is the ability. Who is the person I want to give them? Credit. I want to say it's Dr. Edward Banfield. I read a lot, so I try to remember people's names. He was talking about the genius and success of of business owners, high-level CEOs, are mm-hmm. those who are able to visit the future and have what he refers to as elongated perspective. Mm. I'll tell you what that means. Elongated perspective, like I'm connected to risk tolerance. It doesn't seem as risky if the vision becomes vivid in your mind. It don't feel the same. Mm. It only looks and feels risky to other people. To you, it's normal. It's real. You believe it's going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't seem risky for me to hop in my car and say I'm going to X, Y, and Z to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or 
in your space to start a podcast. Seems risky for one, seems natural for another. Yeah. For me to get up, let's use my risk tolerance of saying I'll invest in ads. Because I, I understand and I think sometimes we eliminate risk by removing ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 100%. Right, so... Everybody's risk tolerance is going to be different. And sometimes that's time, that's finances. I don't think it's a right or wrong. I think it's a muscle you develop. Mm. Did you start trusting yourself more and more? Like, think about early on, bro. Like, you were comfortable selling shirts. Like, you know this process. I buy for this much. I sell for this much. It takes me this long to be able to sell them. I say this, this works. Sometimes this doesn't work. But the moment you start doing conferences, because you was doing virtual and phone calls, Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother level of risk. Where leaving the Cheesecake Factory was one level of risk. Yeah. You just graduate by developing the muscle. Yeah. This is good. This is good, man. This I think is you good. Gotta muscle. Uh, do me a favor, throw it in the comments. What would you consider yourself and your risk tolerance? Uh, moderate or conservative? Moderate or aggressive? What are, yo, real quick, let me let me get this shout out real quick. Shout out to uh, Game Changer. Game changer for the super chat. Right, oh, changer. she done, she done came through. It done pulled up with the forty nine ninety nine. Where is Apple? Um, you said what? What's the Apple? Somebody that always come on and get. What's oh, Alisa, Alisa, that she was she was on the eleven o'clock. She was on the eleven o'clock. Shouts out to Game Changer. She said from Game Changer, does it make sense to quit a job you hate? Oh, okay. We just gotta take this question real quick because she dropped a forty nine ninety nine. Does it make sense <coughs> to quit a job you hate? Take the 401k and risk it into your own business all while having a family to care for. Woo-wee. I'm, I'm going to let you start. I'm going to go and let you start with that one, right, my brother. So two things. Uh, but this is not a plug, but legit, I think this will help you. There is an episode on Social Proof page I uh, put up called quit your job mm-hmm. it walk and it says the four steps to take to build your business while working a job or before you quit your job it literally walks you through it step by step how to know when you're ready mm-hmm. all right so that's like 40 minutes here's what i will say to you i wouldn't be able to tell you whether it makes sense or not makes sense because i don't think that great vision great ideas we all share alike right so i i would be telling you from my journey Right now, you are, like, you can't Google what you're trying to do. You're living it out. Mm -hmm. However, what is the strategy? The first thing you want to do is you want to go all in with the time that you do have. Like, right now, you have 168 hours. If you work 40 or 50 hours, you're selling your job that amount of hours for the amount printed on the paycheck. So I want you to look at the time in the week the same way you would look at money or a budget, right? So I'll make it make sense, even if you're not math. 168 hours in a week, just subtract however many hours you work from it. Is there a window of time for you to work a part-time job if you wanted to work a part-time job? That's what you're hiring yourself as. So I want you to see it now and hire yourself as that. The Your first goal is to make enough money where it costs you money to go to work. Mm-hmm. Your very first goal yep. is... When working your job part time, can I work this job part time enough that it costs me money to to go to work? Meaning I'm generating at least half or some equivalent revenue. If you're not doing it, I don't believe that when people quit their jobs, that it ultimately gives them the time, the effort and the result they're looking for. I think sometimes you need both. You need the tension, the tension and the security of both. 
So I won't be to tell you whether it makes sense, not makes sense, but I can tell you strategy wise, let's just test hiring yourself part time in your own company instead of going to get a part time job. A hundred percent. I just did it. I echo every single thing he just said. I think a lot of times, we, you know, we quit off of emotion because we just don't like being there anymore. Yeah. Or we have this idea, but I'm telling you, man, listen, as an entrepreneur, them days get long. <laughs> Look how he rubbed his head. Them be some long days. <laughs> Bro, you think you're just going to quit your time and you're you, you going to quit your job and you got like all day to work. You're going to find yourself twiddling your thumbs, going to the grocery store, running errands, picking this up for your mom, washing clothes, cleaning your house. <laughs> It's like and you look up and, you know, I didn't do anything. I didn't get anything done today. So I think it's just, it ain't, it ain't right with, like Rosier said, I left my job when it started to severely interfere with my business. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like I ain't got no motion going on and I'm just going to quit and just follow this dream. Yeah. I kept having to work on days that I got this opportunity to go sell a bunch of shirts or y'all could be networking with somebody. Like there's a big event, but I got to work. And then somebody's like, yo, I'm going out tonight on Friday. Y'all need you to drop off some shirts. And I got a couple of my homies over there going to buy some stuff too. I'm thinking in my head, yo, it's going to be like, it's like $300 over there. Yeah. And I'm going to be here at work and I'm going to make 15, I make, I make $150. It started to severely, like, I could be vending at this event on the weekend, but I got to work. It's severely interrupting my bit. So now this job is costing me money. So, all right, now it's time for me to go. Yeah. But, you know, there are some people that's like you back against the wall and you go work. So like Roger said, we, we don't know. We can just give you a whole bunch of conversation to think about. You got you to gotta ultimately make that. You have to make that decision because it has to be something that you – you know, it's more it's more layers to growing a business. Like, I'll just say it simple. It's more layers to growing a business than just having more time. Mm-hmm. Like vision, clarity, personal development, uh, the ability to acquire clients, set up systems, fulfillment. So the same way you create, uh, you, like now you got a work schedule. You create that for yourself, and I think you should create it before starting the business. So like when I started, full-time entrepreneurship, I used to switch back and forth every month between what I call the day shift and night shift. The day shift was where as soon as I woke up, I'd do my morning routine and then start working. The next month, I would do night shift where I get to chill during the day on down the line, and I would just work like crazy at night. So entrepreneur, but I knew I needed a schedule, mm-hmm. right? So I'm waiting to write that down. Can you go up? I'm sorry to jump off for you, lady. Can you go up? It was somebody who was like, after this conversation, I think I may need to sign up for more for a morning, morning meetup. Meet That's yeah. a fact. Right. So RDH, what did you hear that made you finally say, I think I need to sign up for morning meetup? Here's why I ask. Here, here's why I ask. Um, if anybody's listening, I'm not, I don't run morning meetup. I'm not a part of it. But here's what I do understand. You, you don't become what you visit, right? So most people think, all right, let me do it in a bit different way. If you're willing to assess your life right now, the areas of your life and the times you grew grew the most, it was not when you was doing it by yourself. <laughs> so if you think back to, man, I remember back in high school, I was in shape. You were hanging out with friends and working out with friends. Yeah. 
Man, I remember back in the day, it was this. Every time in your life you can think about your most productive times, it typically wasn't just by yourself. Now, I know somebody's going to say, well, I had times I was grinding. Not the same. Mm-hmm. Morning Meetup is so genius because it holds everyone accountable to a curriculum of discipline. Mm. What you're also getting is you're getting someone who you watch go from Cheesecake Factory selling T-shirts at the mall and you have real-time proof of them building a multi-million dollar media company. They're then being disciplined to get up every day and share with you themselves and their community. And people have to think about $500. <laughs> Why is it a big decision? For a whole year that's, that is 20 calls. Now, here's my point. We have to stop making morning meetup sound. I want to take time to talk about this, right? We got to stop making morning meetup be about the calls. The call ain't the value. Because it devalues, the call is a bonus. It devalues, number one, the leader. Mm. You charge more than 500 for a VIP day. <laughs> you can, yeah. So the person gets direct access to a person that is mirroring aspects of the life that they want to live. Wow. While also fe- you're feeding them the thing that you're feeding yourself because they're reading the same book you're reading. That's a fact. While introducing them to the same people that you collaborate with, with special guests. The goal has to be, man, where you become the avatar and the prototype to say, hey, I'm I'm David Shans. I want to mentor a group of people and show them the things that I've done, the things I'm currently doing, the things that I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm creating a community to hold each other accountable, and I want to grow you in this many areas. So like Morning Meetup, I think, is the most genius thing, but I, we got to reposition it. Because I don't think people, if people realize how powerful a tool it is. Man, thank the, you, brother. The gym costs more. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll host an event, bro. And the plane ticket or the hotel costs more than the whole year with you. And they'll come to the yeah. event to take pictures and say, hey, can I take a photo with you? You could see me every day for $500. <laughs> <laughs> and the event don't even Yo, I think we just got to see it different. It's not the money. Just told this to a young lady last night, and she was like, I really was thinking about signing up for your program. I'm not sure if I should do it. I said, man, well, if you're looking for my help to convince you to buy it, you're not going to get that here. <laughs> I was like, here is why. Is it me? Is it you're wondering, can I help you? She's like, no. Is it that you're wondering, will you do it? She said, no. So I said, so the only conversation is money. She said, yes. So money's the only conversation. Here's the thought. I said, Content and cash flow mentorship is $1,200 for the year. Mm-hmm. I said, ma'am, that's $100 a month. Here's my point. Is there anything you're going to spend at least $1,200 a month? <laughs> yeah, you're so good at this, bro. Anything. Say, yeah. Are you willing to cut that out of your budget? She said, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about? So now it's just like, bro, with all of us, it's, it's decisions. I'll say this last piece. I was hanging out with some homeboys in Miami. We was at uh, the W in Brickell. Mm-hmm. And they was buying old fashions. Right next to it, like there they have these little, the fresh pressed ginger juices and all that kind of stuff. And like I drink green juice every morning. A little small shot of ginger was $12 and the green juice was 15 They was like, man, that costs more than an old fashioned. You might as well get lit. Here's my point. Mm. Now, granted, they're telling the truth, but one, 
improves my body. The other hurts my body. It's not the money. (laughs) They could, you get what I'm saying? It's it's never the money. It's most people don't have a hard time spending money. They have a hard time assessing value. And that's the risk tolerance of entrepreneurs. The inability to assess value will make a person call a course expensive, but call $26 for a a $26 bottle to sit on a couch you left at home to listen to music that's on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) And pull out your cell phone and brag. This would be $12 in the club. We will pull out our cell phone and brag about overspending for something, but we will complain about investing in something. Wow. We need help. We, not me. Not not I'm not talking about you. We. We need we help. need help. We need the ability to assess value better. All right. I just want to share this with you all. Okay. The morning meetup is open enrollment right now. So you guys are lucky you guys are here now. Uh, go to themorningmeetup.com for the whole year of 2024 if you want to make a change. Uh, now is the time. Now is the time for the entire year. It's less than $500, and I will coach you every day. I'm on the call every day. Even if I'm not, like, the main speaker for the day, I'm on that call every single day. You will hear from me, and you will learn um, how to improve your life as an entrepreneur. That's the only thing missing, your community and your coaching. So pull up on us, themorningmeetup.com is are you going to spend $500 on something this year? <laughs> yeah. Oh, to my man. So I wasn't talking like rudely to you or nothing. I was just asking as a reference, right? So I hope he know, like, I rock with you. My, oh, I think it, he said, I think it's definitely the accountability factor as well as the part you made about the discipline, the MVP, the VIP. Mm-hmm. Oh, you owe me money then. Because <laughs> the MVPs and VIPs philosophy was was all me. Absolutely. Was all me. 100%. <laughs> Yo, somebody going to gonna be a thought thief and be like, y'all got this concept. Uh, (laughs) Here go the thing, though. I don't don't think people realize how much um, time, discipline, and thought it takes to create these concepts. That's why I'd be real stickler for, you heard me say David Edward Banfield, to give people credit. I know how hard it is to create office hour frameworks, and I had to to be um, mentally, emotionally exhausted and, like, I felt like almost depression. Mm Mm-hmm. To create that system. Yeah. Because I, I needed something to sustain the level of quote unquote success I was having. Yeah. Wow. So it was like, bruh, no okay, concepts. I'll make sure I give you all, I'll give you credit. I need it every time. <laughs> every time. Every for time. sure. Yeah. Oh, this is what I want to ask you. Your, uh, and maybe, maybe it changed through your journey, right? Risk tolerance. Yeah. Would you have considered yourself conservative, moderate? Or aggressive when it comes to risk tolerance? Have you always been the same way or has it changed over time or what? It's situational. Mm-hmm. It's situational. Uh, in reference to like marketing, education, aggressive. Mm-hmm. Probably because I understand it. Yeah. Right. So I understand what it looks like to put money into it or I just got the budget back for an event we're doing. Somebody would say, it's expensive. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I know where we can make up margin. Yeah. Right? So I can aggressively go into it. When it comes to, like, I'm not fast now to hire because I've done that before. So, like, I'm very patient, slow, or if someone pitched something to me from, like, 
I'm avert to agencies. Right. Because I know what it's like to lock me in a six month. I'm paying you every month. Like, you know what I'm talking uh, Right. So, like, bro. I'm very slow in, in reference to that. Now, after a situation I had, certain investments, if I don't understand it. Yeah. I got beat out of 400 grand. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm very slow in certain things in terms of, like, cash. Like, Cash on hand. So, like, it depends on the situation. Yeah. How I invest in people, things of that nature. Uh, but in me, I'm fast with it. Yeah. Because I, I I trust me enough to know. So, it's definitely situational. I love it. I love it. All right. Last one. Okay. I'm going to run through this real quick. These are the things that you need to know, the foundational principles, things people don't tell you that is needed to become a successful entrepreneur. One is having a good idea. And we have mm -hmm. to battle test. If this is this a good idea? Number two, you have to possess the ability to work through a problem, to think through a problem. There's a solution. There's a key that's going to unlock the door, but we spend a, uh, we don't spend enough time looking for the key. That's good. Number three, you got to possess emotional intelligence. You have to be able to fight against, I don't feel like it, and do it anyway. You, you can't let your emotions dictate your actions. You have to be emotionally, emotionally intelligent. Number four, you've got to possess some sort of internal motivation. Once the conference is over and the lights are off, once the podcast is over, you got to be able to take that, hold it with you for a while, and keep it with you. That's why, yo, listen, you talk to Marcus long enough, he's going to reference something that happened to him years ago that he held with him mm. that continues to inspire him today. A word that was given. A, a, a traumatic situation in your life that keeps me inspired. My man lost 400000 There's a motivation here. I'll never forget it. I've got to be smarter with my investments. I've lost money. I, listen, I, these are these are lessons that internally help you uh, moving forward. So you don't need somebody over your shoulder every single day telling you to make the right decision. Number five, there needs to be some sort of risk tolerance. You got to be able to risk a little something sometime. And lastly, it's focus. You've got to have focus, Rosier. And um, it's not easy. It's not easy to stay focused. And I think the more successful you get, the harder it is to stay focused. Because if you're smart enough to become successful in something, that means you're smart enough to build something else. Mm, good you God, that's good. Start looking at other stuff. <laughs> oh, that's good. And if you're not successful at all at anything, it's hard to see. It's, it's hard to sit there and watch to see it grow. Because... You're looking at all this other stuff and other people's successes and, you know, what everyone else is doing that could have that could make you more money or help you become more successful faster. So yeah. we lose our focus. So when it comes to focus, Rosier, we've got to we've got to give them some information. We got to give them some game on focus. It's, um, I wish it, I could tell you a cheat, a cheat code. I think you just learn yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I do sprints. I'm not a marathon guy in term, terms of things mentally. So I think Wednesday I filmed for eight hours. 
I'm good mm-hmm. for six weeks. Now I will go back in. Yeah. I do better with sprints or my work time. Like you can probably sit on my phone is blocked off 12 to 4. Uh, you know, like there's just certain things I do in Windows. So I would tell anybody, trick people forget that your brain and you only have a limited amount of focus. Yeah. So if I told you right now, hey, D, if me and you could run a 10-mile marathon for a million dollars, let's do it. We both mentally will say we're going to and yeah. we'll focus on it. But at a certain point, our bodies will give out. Yeah. Because we ain't built for it. That's how your mind is. You'll tell yourself something like that. So, like, we just got to figure out little patterns. I don't want to go too heavy into, like, strategy and frameworks. Mm-hmm. But just figure out what works for you. I tell people, if you know your most productive hours are in the morning, guard it for dear life. Like, don't mm-hmm. hear everybody and say, oh, you got to start at 6 a.m. Okay. I don't work well in the morning. I do well with thinking in the morning, not working. Yeah. So I do not work at 6 and 7 a.m. That ain't my most productive time. Mm-hmm. I think well. I you know what I'm saying? I meditate. I get I get clear for the day. So just figure out, man, that time for you and just lock it in. Even if you start with a power hour, you'd be shocked if you guarded one hour a day for dear life and said, that's when I'm, I'm going to do a power hour every day. Yeah, I t- just think sometimes we got to figure out and just get that momentum going. So focus is a muscle. Create some level of uh, what works for you and figure out your most productive hours of the day. Guard it for dear life and then try it every so often. Like, the power of focus being able to say, like, if I go to my clock right now, I bet it's on 10 minutes. Yep. Because mm. I was doing 10-minute sprints. Remember, my office wow. hours, 10, 10, 10. Yeah. Right? So, wow. So, just, that works. Yeah. Did you get the 10? I saw, it, like, I know you were talking about your uh, October 10th, 2010 was the day that changed you were my born. Life. Changed my life. Changed my whole life. Can you describe it? Uh Yeah. So, I'm, I grew up church church guy. I had a very bad situation where I, I lost everything. So I did really well early. Like bought my first house at nineteen. Had was doing club promotions. Always been multiple businesses, yeah. cleaning company, you name it. Uh, lost everything. Went down to eleven dollars and thirty seven cent, and was trying to figure out who was I outside the money. From where I'm from, they call me Money Mark. If you're 19 with a crib, mm-hmm. multiple cars, you got to escalate. Back when How I'm Living was out on TV and MTV <laughs> crib sitting on them things, you know what I'm saying? Motorcycle, you name it. Uh, young, doing a whole lot. Uh, I'll, I'll save you the story, but man, just an intimate moment where I was mad at God, like how you let me go broke. Yeah. And I grew up in church. Yeah, you blame that yeah, on God? You know how we do, man. You know how we do. Bad, bad decisions. How, how you God do it, that to you? How you let it happen? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, at long story short, man, uh, I remember being in church, and I literally didn't have any money to give a tithe, and I had no money coming in. And I don't know if people feel like you can hear uh, from God, but I know I did. Riding along in a Lincoln Town car on Appalachia Parkway in Tallahassee, Florida. Tell you mm-hmm. what I was saying. And heard that I ever asked for your money. Give me the tithe of your time and I'll and I'll make you wealthy. Yeah. Didn't know what it meant. This was in September. It wasn't until early October, the concept of when the day was born. Yeah. It was to take the concept of tithe and that that I did with sports playing basketball. I tore my ACL and MCL and lost my basketball scholarship. I called it win the day. I was going to take, and it's not exact 10%, but it's just easy math. Turned every hour into $100. Whole day worth 2400 I owed me 10% of, of $2,400, which was two hours and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. The time, I would just break it up. 
30 hours and 30 minutes in the morning was $50. And I, I literally ma started managing time like money. That's what started making me mentally make an association mm. to do more. So if it's somebody called, I had a framework that if I wouldn't give them $100, I wouldn't give them an hour. Yeah. Right. So that, like that. October 10th, that started it. That year, I read 52 books that year, 67 the next year. By that third year, I realized I didn't remember the information. I was just blitzing through the books. So mm -hmm. I just sat with it. I used to get these huge deck of cards because I found my gift for speaking, but I wasn't good at it. I would mute the TV when the when the news was on and would pretend I was being interviewed. And what would I say? Really? Yeah. I would take uh, uh, those little white index cards. I still got some at my house right now. And I would write words on them, put a clock on, and I would pretend I was speaking, and I couldn't say um or uh, I would, or I would have to start over. Wow. So I would go five minutes, organize a speech in my head on down the line. So when people say, now, man, how... Like when you call me, hey, bro, I'm sick. I can get up and do it. I've been yeah. doing it long enough that I can organize it in my head. What you need? Man, if you could talk on something on personal development, what area? All right, boom. Because now we're talking about this many years of if I associate every day investing $240 into my gift, my gift is worth millions. Mm. If I didn't make millions, I didn't even put the book out until five years later. My first book was called Win the Day because it's the thing I lived for five years. Yeah. My First company was called Win the Day Marketing Group, which I still function on. My company ain't called The Mob. The Mob is a brand that Win the Day Marketing Group owns. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that's the, that was the genesis of everything. It, it altered the way I laugh and tell people, Marcus Y. Rozier killed Money Mark. Yeah. That version of who I was that procrastinated, that was insecure but hiding insecurities under money. Didn't know mm. what I want. I was never successful. I just had money. They're not the same. Because if you put your money in the same place you put your confidence, you might reach and grab the wrong one. Say that one more time. Say that. You got you to run that back so I understand. <laughs> if you put your cash in the same place you put your confidence, when opportunities come or moments come, you'll reach and grab the wrong one. You'll grab cash knowing that you don't have confidence in that area. Mm. So you're not generous. You're just using money to buy the attention of people. Oh, I got y'all. You'll buy clothes you don't want. You you know what I'm saying? Everything becomes this this vortex to hide what you feel about yourself. I know because I've been there. I bought Ed Hardy, thought it was ugly. I bought Fuji, <laughs> I bought Coogee, thought it was ugly. I bought Platinum Fubu, hundred dollar shirts for somebody to say, man, oh boy, that boy, I'm gonna, uh, Platinum Fubu, and you downplay. Nah, bro, this ain't nothing. This knowing that you went out looking for the attention. So mm -hmm. when I tell people you can't build a business bigger than you build yourself, I ain't talking at you. I'm telling you from experience, if I could have the money back that I spent trying to pay for confidence, I'd be a very rich, rich man. Mm. Goodness gracious. I can't go after that. <laughs> we're going to wrap the show up, okay? Um, so um, focus, let's work on it, guys. Okay, You know what, Rosier? I think uh, the challenge is that people don't have something to focus on because they don't have a goal. Mm. And it's so challenging sometimes to um, set up a target to focus on. Yeah, Like we don't have a target, we just do stuff. We have a good idea and we start going after the good idea. But the idea that we're working on isn't a target, it's just something that we're working on. It's not a, I, I need to make um, $275 today. I need to sell 11 t-shirts. This is what I got to do today. That's clear. 
That's what got me out of the Cheesecake Factory. Identifying that I need to sell 11 t-shirts to make $275 every single day. So when I wake up, there's a target. So if someone calls me in the middle of the day and says, hey, Dave, let's go to the gym, and I sold two shirts, it's an easy no. Yeah. Because I have a target. So like it's, I would be literally... I would, I, would, I would be literally saying, forget that target for the day. I want to have fun. This is a choice, choice that I'm making. But if I'm just building a company, I'm building a T-shirt brand, and I don't have that target of 11 a day, and I'm like, I make some sales today, and somebody says, yo, what you got going on, man? Let's go to the gym. I'm inclined to be like, all right, let's go. Because I don't have a target, mm. so I don't have something to focus on. So I think the number one thing we need to do, especially when it comes to the conversation of focus, is you have to have a target because if you don't have a target, what are you focusing on? You can't focus on this. You can't focus, you, you can't focus on life. You can't focus on mental health. You can't focus on wealth. You can focus on not getting angry so fast. Mm. When you, when, if you're this month for you, I am... I am not going to let someone get me angry. That's my focus. I see a target. So when someone cuts me off, I, I get a chance to practice. <laughs> True. True. Right? When your baby mama or your baby daddy call you, <laughs> you get to make a decision. And in your mind, you know, we're not going to get angry. Not today. Not today. And they say something crazy. We get a chance for target practice. But if that's not the target, you fly off the handle. So we have to, like, whatever improve. We can't just focus on having better mental health. It's just too broad of a target. It's like trying to shoot at that. Like, okay, what am I going to hit here? Like, I got to, like, I'm, I'll hit anything. And then act like the thing that I hit was my focus. Yeah. or my And it wasn't. It was just something that was on the front of my mind today. So we are going to have to set up targets Somebody in the chat just put target practice mm. this month, this year, this day, this week, this weekend. We are going to have some target practice. What is it specifically that we need to focus on? And that's what we're going to do. We've got to focus. We've got to focus. So um, this is a good conversation, Rose. We got anybody else? Any questions? If comments you, if you're not signed up for the morning meetup if you're not signed up you for should the sign meetup. up here's why shan said something a second ago he said most people don't have a clear vision clear goal or a vision of a bullseye i don't think people realize that our creator hides a clue of what we can become and do inside of other people mm. i wouldn't have started a podcast if shans didn't do it although i had the gift and the ability to do it wow. i didn't know it was possible you'd be shocked if we look at history of music, Chris Brown always had the talent, but he needed to see Michael Jackson do it. Michael Jackson had the talent, but he needed to see James Brown do it. Mm -hmm. Our creator hides clues into what we can become and do inside of someone else. It's called inspiration. If you are unclear, you have to get in a community because you don't even know what's possible to go after. Someone has to be the bullseye for you. So you need to be in the morning meetup. That's a fact. That's your target. That's your target. Your goal today, when you get off this line, 
Go to themorningmeetup.com. Man, listen, y'all, um, every single Friday, I'm so glad y'all be hanging out with us, man. And make sure y'all follow my brother, Marcus Y. Rosier. You will see him as a regular on this show, okay? I don't know how many Fridays he got, but he's <laughs> he's on the Social Proof Network. So y'all, y'all going to get a whole lot of Marcus Y. Rosier. Uh, this is a, a brilliant, brilliant man. I learned from him on a regular basis every time I'm in his presence. I'm inspired by him and I'm motivated by him. So I need all of you all to go follow right now on Instagram, Marcus Y. Rozier. Go consume that content on that page. I'm telling you it's good. I'm telling you it's amazing. So go to Marcus Y. Rozier and do me a favor. If there's anything he said that inspired you or motivated you, send him a DM and tell him what it is, okay? It's, it's something about being appreciative of what you received that does something for you. So, man, so I be getting these DMs, Rosier, after these uh, lives, just like, yo, thank you, you said this. And that inspires me yeah. and charges me up, bro. Because yeah. I know people are listening. It's not like the 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 show is just an afterthought while you're cleaning up your house and you got the music going, kids are yelling, and you're doing whatever, and it just happens to be on and you forgot it was on. It's somebody that is appreciative of the information. Yeah. So um, I want to tell you publicly, I appreciate you every mutual, time I man. get in your presence, brother. So Feeling is mutual. Yeah, that's that. Listen, man, hey, uh, join the morning meetup. I don't got nothing else to say to you. Go to themorningmeetup.com, and I will see you Monday morning and every other weekday morning for the rest of the year. All right, you got anything else, Nella? Nah, I'll see you there. There it is. I'll see you in the morning, y'all. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>